Hi, this is Ben from 561 Music Podcast. Right now, we're trying to get a thousand subscribers on YouTube. It just helps us get out there more. It also enables us to monetize the podcast, to make it better, do more advertising for it and things like that. Subscribe to the podcast and hit the notifications button. That'd be doing us a really big favor. Thank you very much. Welcome, welcome to 561 Music. How are you, Hector? I'm doing fantastic. How are you? I am all right. I'm good. Yeah, I'm just chilling. I've been, I got a new microphone yesterday, which I'm very happy about. It's a, nice. it's a warm audio one, WA67. It's meant to be like a Newman, you know, who, like those classic. Uh, who makes that one? Warm audio. Oh, okay. yeah. I, oh I thought you were saying. I yeah, thought that see. was a super dry no. like, bit. I thought <laughs> you said you said it was warm audio. I thought that's what it recorded in a warm tone. Well, it does. It okay, happens to record but, warm you know, audio. I but, yeah, don't yeah, know yeah. these things. I'm not. An, I'm not a techie guy like you, man. No, I yeah. Just, it's a, I just buy shit because it's shiny and looks pretty. Well, you know? it, it does so happen to be very shiny and look pretty too. Well, so. there you go. See, I would have bought it if I had seen it first. So, yeah. so yeah, it's nice. a yeah large. That's for your, for, your, condenser, for your studio, right? Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. nice. I got all this nice stuff, and really the the last piece of the puzzle was like a dead nice mic, you know, yeah. just something that would just kind of complete the signal path. Because I've got <clears throat> everything else, you know, and I just thought if I get this, then I can kind of put a cap on it for but, a minute, just use it. But do you I've have got. everything else? No, I need a compressor. <laughs> <laughs> a compressor to uh, send the mic through before it gets the preamp, but I, you know, I, I, I can wait on that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah really. There, I'm not going to wait on that. You're not gonna <laughs> wait on that. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I feel like that's on your Christmas list. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> Christy. If you're watching, it's on his Christmas list. <laughs> we had a uh, a pretty fun time this weekend, didn't we? We did. We did. We played at uh, Taco Tiki, and that was we we haven't played there in a hot minute, and that was just really fun. That was a yeah. lot of just people dancing and stuff. And I don't know what it is about Jensen Beach, but there's just seems to be like this community of people who enjoy coming to gigs and dancing. Always, always. And uh, every time we play there, there's always at least somebody, that, at least one person that will come up to us and you know talk about how they discovered us or whatever. And this time, same thing. There was a guy that came up and said, he had uh, he had seen us on the he lived around the corner seen us on the schedule several times had never had the chance to get out and see us finally decided to like yeah okay he wasn't doing anything and man I mean he, he was elated that he saw us he bought a CD and he yeah. and he uh, got a card and was following you know instantly followed us on everything and yeah I think he's he going to come to Carson's and yeah yeah, it's, yeah it's cool it's really it's really nice when you you kind of get a feeling that you know you're going to see that person well when you again, make a, a connection with somebody you're not just you know, playing to a bunch of people and going home. You yeah, know? yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. It and definitely then, had a bit of that vibe about it. And then Sunday, man, Sunday was a little crazy. Yeah, it, or at least it ended a little crazy. We we played at a at a Swank Specialty Produce Farms. Yeah, yeah, and uh, a bunch of people got on stage with us at the end, didn't they? Yeah, and I I and, I'd, I'd, and by a bunch of people he means women. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I know. We're not particularly. Uh, Sort of that Attractive. kind of band. Oh, so not like an eighties hair metal <laughs> band or anything like that. No, We're not used to having a, a load of women come on stage. It was very, it was very strange because, you know, we, we whenever we play out, there's always somebody or something. You know, there's, there's always a scenario. Somebody will talk to one of us or whatever. But but this was just odd, man. Like this stage was not like very accessible. You had to walk like around the kitchen area into the back, up the stairwell. 
And it was like the stage is what, like 15 feet off the ground or something, you know? Yeah. And so and so it's like it's a chore to get up there. And then these like five or six women made their way up there and then huddled around us and were like dancing really uncomfortably close to us well, while I, we were playing. And, and I, <laughs> I, d- I don't want to say that they were definitely on drugs, but they, their pupils were the size of oh, drug place. You know, they had, been, <laughs> they had been knocking a few back. I think, I think they were just knocking a few back. But it's just really funny because James, uh, James always gives me a hard time because I uh, – I always talk the talk and then I don't back it up, man. I, you know, how many times have I, have I just said stupid, stupid stuff about, you know, when, when ladies, you know, are out at the clubs, I'm like, oh, check her out or check her out. And then here we had these like, you know, fine five, you know, gorgeous women. They come running up on the stage. I literally, I had three of them right next to me. I literally turned away from them, looked at you dead square in the eyes. and was like, look away, look away. Don't make eye contact. They they won't pounce if you don't make eye contact. Oh, bless your heart. That's adorable. <laughs> you know, that's the difference between Cougars, fantasy and reality. Cougars you know? are scary, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're definitely... Um yeah, but the th- and the funny thing is as well, you know, they were just having a good time. And oh, they, absolutely! They, they, was, they, they weren't sort of planning on doing anything untoward with no, us. They no, were just no, messing no. with it us. Was, yeah. But it was funny. It was just it was just a funny scenario, man. Yeah, it was yeah. just a funny scenario. But yeah, man, it was it was fun. I had an absolute never, blast. Never had that happen at Swank before. So no, <laughs> that was and, definitely and a first. And we recorded the, the we we did the album, and someone was. Um, and uh, Danielle recorded it yeah. on her phone. So if anyone wants to see a, a very lo-fi version of the album, just yeah. go on our uh, yeah. She live streamed it on uh, Facebook. So yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It's all there. So uh, um, talking of recording our album, we have uh, Ricky here. How's it going, man? I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking. I think this is my fourth time on the show now. Yeah, R- Ricky yeah. is officially. I believe he's officially the. I'm most, here about as much as these chairs. Are yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He's officially the 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 most uh, the most uh, booked guest, if you will. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I just keep coming up with projects. I said to you earlier, I'm the I'm the Andy in bands. I, I am. I've compared to Andy in bands as me on this podcast. Sure, yeah. sure, 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 <laughs> sure. Well, we're always happy to have you. You know, you do a lot. For the local music scene, and um, uh, you're an upstanding fella, and also very good musician. Oh, so, thank you, you know, so much. I really appreciate yeah. it. And what reason would we have to not be delighted for you to come on this show? I mean, I always enjoy... I can come up with a couple. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I always enjoy being here. It's always fun to never know what's going to happen. Yeah, well, man. I mean, realistically, you know, he, he, he Ben just said how you... Uh, you do a lot for the scene and, and I, you know, you and I talk sometimes about how, you know, you always say how the podcast is so great for the scene and it's done so much for the scene in the last year. But quite honestly, you have done so much for the scene just in like the last, you know, year, I guess, of, yeah. of the shake. Um, there's just, I just feel like whether it's you doing something personally, whether you're involving the shake somehow and stuff, or whether you're like throwing ideas at us and going, you guys should do this or you guys should do that. Like, yeah. like you are exactly the reason that this podcast exists because we want to elevate the scene and musicians like you that appreciate it and help us help elevate the scene is what it's all about exactly create that community of people wow i mean it's this is all your fault (laughs) this is 100 percent your fault if it wasn't for this show i wouldn't have fallen in love with the scene the way that i did and i think that the your ability to be able to give me and other people like me the insight the the behind the curtains type of situation with so many of these artists there's so much so much shit that i've learned from this show there are so many people that i've met from this show yeah um i mean including you guys and i mean like even like even like being like 
Like I said, I, te- I messaged both of you last week when Billy was on. I answered faster, though. 100%. <laughs> I don't even know if he actually answered. Um, was it he's at? answering now. Like, yeah, he's, yeah, like, yeah. he's like, uh... <laughs> um, was it? But I was like sitting there watching the show, and I texted both of you, and I was like, this is my favorite show because if I felt like I was sitting in the room with all of my friends. Yeah. And we were just sitting there bullshitting. I just didn't have a microphone. Um, it was a good vibe. It was. It was great. And it was just like, but like Billy and Andy and Kevin and yeah. you guys and everything like that. It, it was just like, it, 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 but that, those relationships came from this show. Yeah. Oh, like right those on. relationships came because I became better friends with Kevin because of an event that you guys did. And sure. Andy and, and all, all that stuff and, and No Name Ska Band. And, yeah. then, and then now Billy it's just been like incredible but but this is this has been the the onus for all of my thinking towards the scene well i don't want to sort of i don't necessarily know if this is true i don't want to sound grandiose but it has been so, something of a focal point because yeah. Yeah. so everyone's been on it you mm-hmm. know so yeah. it's something that everyone has in common at this point yeah i mean if nothing else yeah. it's been a springboard for everybody to 100%. to to meet each other to to voice you know about their their craft and stuff and i don't know it's just been for me it's been fun and yeah. and for me like you, you you're talking about how much you've learned from the show and everything i am 100 percent, no doubt in my mind a better musician today than before i started this podcast with ben because I of, feel the same way, and I'm show. not actually on the show. Yeah. Like <laughs> I have learned show. so much shit from yeah. the people that have been on the show, and I, I'm, I'm not a host. I can't even imagine well, that. I definitely consider you kind of support staff, you know. Well, I mean, at this yeah. point in time, yeah, yeah. yeah. that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm here hanging yeah. out with the chairs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I, I mean, I've been on the show a couple times and everything like that. But it's it's the shows that I've I have been a religious um, viewer sure. yeah. of this show. Um, since since basically the beginning, yeah, and then and then when we had to do the best of, and I went back and started rewatching episodes and stuff like that, but it, it just been like th- th- this is the reason why, like when I was in high school, um, down here, like the things you did on Fridays and Saturday nights, you went to Pompano Winter Skate Park, or you went to the scene, or you went to Packy's out in West Boca, and sure. you went to go see bands, yeah. yeah, and there was like this this feeling of everybody was a part of this thing and oh, it was sure. a scene yeah and something that i didn't really i lost at some point in time yeah and then when i started watching the show and meeting these people mm-hmm. whether it's virtually because a lot of a lot of times if i this is the first time that i've heard some people speak yeah like joey calderea yeah i've been well, i've been friends with him on facebook talked to him plenty of times via facebook i never even heard his voice aside from what he's saying sure yeah so like it it was all of a sudden I was like these people and like how they talked about their music and what they did and their tips and, and tricks and their performances and everything like that. And I was just like, man, there's just like so much. There's so much going on here that people are not paying attention to. Yeah. Everybody's so focused on cover bands and everything like that. And obviously I, we play covers sure. for a living. Sure. I'm yeah. not, I'm so not denigrating evil. the necessarily act of being evil. a Yeah, no, that's yeah. how I pay my fucking bills. Sure. Yeah. But, but there is an original music scene that is so – vital 
It's so strong down so, here. But, it, but it's so vital that you wouldn't have a lot of these cover bands if it wasn't for the original music. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, like, I imagine that your idea every morning waking up is not to play Jesse's Girl. Right. No, it is to play your song, and I mean, then eventually yourself, you're going to have to play Jesse's Girl in order to be able to play. You, you, you wake up every morning like, can't wait to play can't Jesse's wait. Girl. Can't <laughs> wait. Today. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, and I think that uh, the, the original music scene is, is just as important as the cover music yeah. scene. And it lives within, like, in this box that the cover music scene well that's is. what's so crazy yeah. is is there's a there's definitely this you know this scene here that like you and and i'm i'm considerably older than you but i you know i had that same kind of you know scene down here in west palm you know mm-hmm. uh, we would go to spanky's and places like that that had and like that the had 1960s and uh, 1940s <laughs> 1940s um yeah we, we would go down to spanky's go to and, and respectables when <laughs> it's it, the last you know, one res- the respectables sorry. when it first opened and they just celebrated 35 years I was so, gonna say. so figure that one out um but yeah, you know all these, all these, uh, these places, you know downtown West Palm and stuff that we would go raise downtown blues places like that. We would go see all these bands, and these are the places that I would go see these bands and be like, I want to do that. Like mm-hmm. I want to be there one day, you know. And you're right, somewhere along the way, like I got into some cover bands. I fell out of the the, the you know the music business a little bit. I got back into it. I was doing some more cover bands. Um, you know, even even fast forward to you know, in the last ten years, I started doing the the Nirvana tribute, and you know, still wasn't really connecting with that original band scene. Yeah, and um, I and think then, the closest that we had to any kind of focal <clears throat> points prior to to what's going on now is like the kind of. Re- respectables and propaganda sort of sure sure that's sort of massive people who all know each other you know but that's the thing like you know for me for me joining killbillies you know kind of sparked a little bit of that local scene thing and then you and i talking one day about you know you had the opportunity for the radio thing and it's just something that didn't pan out when we decided that we were going to do the podcast instead yeah and then quite honestly when we first started the podcast my thought process was like We'll do five episodes that it'll fizzle no, out. It'll be over, yeah. You know, yeah. and then I mean, so much has come out of it, and it's yeah. made me realize the scene never went away. No, it's no. always it was been there, been buried. I yeah. yeah, it just. But that's what that's what you guys did with this show is that you shoveled off all the shit that that has been piling on top of all of the beautiful original music that lives in the scene, and you exposed it to the world. Yeah, and then I took the cue from you guys and just tried to do what I could in order to be able to further that message. But if but it it was and the the one thing I did want to do before we start talking about this project is I wanted to thank you guys oh, because if it was not for you guys, I would not have done this. Yeah, this is because of you. And like yeah. what I do for other artists, what I try and do is all because of you guys. Well, yeah. I noticed the the fire in your eyes at the festival we did, and that I'd that we that it had sparked something in you. Oh. I could tell that like you know something some something was going to come of it. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, it it's like it it's like it had some sort of epiphany. You know, but that's the other real special thing about the scene too is is you know you you're talking about how you know doing things for other artists and stuff. There are so many people, so many bands that that we have talked to that have taken other bands under their wings and have helped bands. It's not a dog eat dog kind of no. scene. It's a everybody lift everybody up scene and yeah. everybody help who they can see. I know? mean, I just like anything. I think there's. There's sides to it. You know, it can get a little bit in the weeds at times. It can get a bit storm in a teacup every now and again. But I'm I for the most part, you know, yeah. I think I think it's 
it's great. And one of the questions that I ask when I write that article for Livewire is, how have you found, you know, the Florida music scene? And it's almost always positive. You know, mm -hmm. people yeah. saying, oh, people help me to, to, you know. Like, I think not everyone is just the nicest person you'll ever meet in the world, but by and large, people are great. Yeah. For the most you know? part. I mean, yeah. I, I don't really deal, I haven't dealt with a lot of real assholes. There's been a few. Yeah. And um but the but honestly the assholes have given me the most insight out of anybody. Yeah. Cuz they've sort of sort of gave you the idea or they gave me the idea of be like okay well let's not do it that way. Yeah, yeah, um, that yeah, is the yeah. that is the full on blueprint of how not to do it. Yeah. So let's go the opposite way and see how that yeah. works. Um and uh, and I think that's that's sort of informed uh my thought process for now but it, but it it really is it's like I say all the time you know, it, it's if one of us wins, all of us can win yeah. because it's a, and that's what the scene. That's exactly is. right. If, if you can, if if one person can bring eyes here, then it's eyes on everybody. Yeah, because there's there's live music everywhere. There's bars everywhere booking live music like crazy. Yeah. yeah. So it's just a matter of who's paying attention. You know, something that happened to me. Um, what one of the big revelations that that I had after I stopped drinking was the ability to be happy for other people no that empathy yeah empathy becomes a a emotion that i've never felt before yeah and i mean like we're both sober around the same amount of time yeah and uh and that it, i mean obviously i i, I love the show and I love, you guys gave, gave me the idea to 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 act like this in the scene but sobriety was one of the things that made me realize that being selfless like okay as someone who is who is sober, you spend a lot of your time taking. Right. All, all of it's like taking. So when you're sober, all of a sudden you start having that realization that shit, I've been taking this entire time. Yeah. You know, I need to focus more on giving. Yeah. And then that it, that will then come back to me at some point in time. Yeah. So I'm in a whirlwind of just trying to make up for all the dumb shit that I have done. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. But but that's but that's like yeah. the the mind you live in when when you have when you had that problem or have that problem. Sure, sure, sure. And I think that that's that's been a source of motivation for me. Yeah. Um and uh and has has helped me, you know, push this whole entire thing along, but Yeah. yeah it, empathy is is 100% an emotion that I did not have prior to being sober. Yeah, just and and just starting to do something solely for the benefit of others, mm -hmm. which essentially this is or was meant to be. Mm -hmm. And what it's what and it is in the process been hugely beneficial to me of course and i didn't i had no concept of how beneficial it would be to me on the back end like all the people i've met and everything like that mm -hmm. all the contacts i've made and that was never something i'd even given thought to i never thought oh i get to meet all these people in the scene i just thought you know let's let's do it and it'll be good for it'll be you know it'll be good for the scene down here and and it'll it'll give people a platform and stuff but then the, the truth of it is that now i've like i've just met so many musicians yeah. i just yeah. know everybody now yeah uh -huh. you know? i feel like i do too yeah <laughs> it's, I, I was telling ben it's kind of funny man like I'll, I'll walk into a place now you know I'll walk into a, a club to go see a band on a night off or something and you know i used to go see a band and you know before for the podcast i would go see a band and Maybe I knew one person in the band. Maybe I knew one person at the bar. That was it. 
Now I walk into a bar and I told him, I said, I feel like a celebrity, man. I walk into a bar and it's like, you know, 10, 12 musicians are all like high-fiving me. Hey, what's up, man? Good to see you, whatever. And I'm like, this is awesome, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> I mean, if, regardless of how you feel about it, you guys are, you guys are celebrities to us. I mean, like we are, we are the, the, the musicians that have been given a voice by this show and by what they do, what Justin does here at LMC, like sure, the yeah. live streams and stuff like that. Yeah. Like all that stuff is like unbelievable. I, I've, I've been saying it since the very first time I came on the show yeah. that the, what this place has done for musicians, it, it, this is incredible. Yeah. And like you guys doing the pod is one thing, but the pod, the the studio, the live streams, yeah. it's just and all that of that given stuff. that give thing, it was Justin's idea. That too. I mean, like yeah. it just, but. And Justin those... comes from that place of empathy as well. Yeah. And I feel like if you're coming from there and the thing that you're trying to do has certain level of purity to it, it doesn't have to be squeaky clean. It just, well, has, I mean, it's just if, the idea has to be, you know. I think that if, if everybody just, if everybody thinks that, you know, doing something selfless like this, there's no part of your mind that's like, this could possibly benefit me in some way. Right. You're totally naive. Like, obviously, we're, because as musicians, we're also marketers. We're also, right. sure. you know, that's what we do. So there's always going to be a little bit part of it like, well, you know, they, I might be able to get something. But if your whole focus is to do something just because it's going to benefit you, right. yeah. that's never going to work out the right Correct. way. Yeah, but, yeah. We, but you have to be selfless. Yeah, we've yeah. had that. Ben and I have had that conversation about um, just musicians we've both played with in the past and other bands where, um, you know, the musician in the band would be their their sole focus and their sole drive was to write songs to get famous, mm-hmm. not to enjoy what they were doing and to love their craft and everything else, just to get famous. And if that's like, it's the same, it, it plays the same and, way. You the, know, when someone's doing that, all of the songs are the kind of theme of like, Cookie you cutter. know, I'm a shooting star burning bright to make it and everything's about have, making it. All I the have time. three hip hop albums that would prove that, that theory correct. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, and it's funny because like I, the, I remember when I put one up on SoundCloud and somebody, some random person posted was like, uh, something along the lines of like, are you going to write anything that's not about you being, like famous, yeah, yeah. And I was like, what "The fuck are you talking about, man?" Like, I mean, like this is this is what I do. Yeah, and then yeah. I look back at it now, I was like, "Yikes!" <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> was I thinking at that point in time? Because that was like the only thing that was on my mind. It was coming from that place. It was just that, like, I just wanted to do this because I knew that I saw an avenue, and I was like, "Oh, I can capitalize on this avenue." So I just put all of my money in that avenue because I could capitalize on it. Sure. But it wasn't that I really enjoyed doing. It. I mean, I had a little bit of fun, but yeah. it was just something I had that I could be able to do. I think. Yeah. I think we're. Uh, I think we're uh, treading down the avenue of a fifth episode with Ricky. Uh, Ricky no, 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 R- no, no, Ricky no, no, the no. rapper. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, well, I have one album that's up on Spotify right now, and I do have a uh, music video that's up on YouTube. Per Ricky the rapper. I will not tell you what it is. Per Ricky, you have to find per Ricky it. the rapper. Oh my God! You remember that? <laughs> yeah. The rapper the rapper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Throw back. Uh, yeah, for real. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, I I think that that's one hundred percent true. If your if your intentions are are solely on a certain thing, a yeah. tangible thing like that, like it has to be. I think that like music is music. It, it sounds so like hippy dippy, but music is like a is a healing thing. Yeah, and like especially for people that it's, most artists are yeah. are tormented in some way or another. Like you you have to imagine at some point in time you have to think about. I mean, I know I do with all the stuff that the long of the scene and like trying to help other bands book shows and stuff like that. There has to be a point in time where I, I, I'm always thinking about this. Where like I wonder if people look at me and be like, look at this guy. He's just he's got to be the face of everything. He's got to help out everybody. What a fucking <laughs> snob you know like uh, i yeah, always yeah. think that because i'm just insecure about you know 
how I conduct yeah. myself a lot yeah. of times. Yeah, sure. It's that's the tough part to get over. You, you know, the truth is, it the eat the. the even if someone is saying stuff like that, it doesn't matter because mm. by and large, you know, you're doing it for all the right reasons. And so who cares? If there is someone out there saying that, then just let them be miserable and say Oh, no, it, you know? granted. And, and yeah. if they are or they aren't, I don't really give a shit. It doesn't make a difference. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I, I know what I'm doing. Yeah, exactly. Because I've been doing it for a long time. And for the first time in my life, I feel super focused on it. Nice. Um, and, and this is just something that I've always been doing. I just never – I never – thought that it could benefit anyone else besides myself did you ever have that thing where um that there was this sort of blockage in between you and 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 sort of properly promoting your music and properly doing all the things you should do with it the the like it's more than um procrastination it's almost like you feel like there's so much to be done that you can't like even look at it like I, I mean, I, I do that now. Overwhelmed. Right, yeah, overwhelmed. I do that now, one hundred percent. Because I was really bad with that, with with um, you know, previous iterations of Kilbillies and, and stuff. But I feel like now, you know, with all the promotional stuff I've had to do and things, I'm just like, all right, what's the next thing? I just do it. You know, mm-hmm. I'm just way more. Well, you also don't have anything to be able to do in instead. Like, yeah, back, yeah. Back, like back in the day when I'd be like, oh, this is too much. I'm just gonna go to the bar. Yeah. So I mean, now that I'm, I'm like, oh, this is too much. I, well, I don't have anything else to do, so I guess I got to do this. No, that's absolutely right. And, n- and now, if I'm like hanging out or something or watching TV, I'm like, I'm like, how much longer is this chilling out going to take? I've got too much to do. I, you know? I am like notoriously bad at taking breaks. Yeah, vacation, yeah. fucking kill me. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, and and I love like I it, I feel bad for Kim because like I just I don't have. The, she knows too. She knows that I just don't have the the bandwidth to continue to be like relax yeah, yeah like yeah. there was like a week ago i felt like i might have been getting sick so i was right. like you know what i can't can't afford to yeah so uh i'm just going to take a day off i right. spent the whole day in bed oh wow what a fucking tormenting day that was <laughs> i bet it was horrible <laughs> it was the worst and i mean like i watched movies i loved i but i mean i still like sort of like i like made some like flyers and stuff like i still like sort of worked but yeah. but it was just like a day where i didn't go to the warehouse i didn't i didn't pick up my guitar i didn't do anything yeah. oh, my god i was like hell on earth yeah uh, but every once in a while you have to do that in order to be able to sort of take a moment yeah because then the next day I was like off to the fucking races. Oh, fantastic! And so I mean, like it's you have to. It's it's a mental thing, just like yeah. as if the music is playing. Playing the music is also like something that like sort of like a healing thing. Taking yeah. a moment to walk away from it, but the the reality of it's like it's like working in news. Like you never, there's never really a day off. No. Well, that's the thing when you do something when you're doing your own thing, which you are with the music. When you're doing your own thing, there is never a day off. You know, right. I mean, I mean, writers always say that. But you know, that's, like the, when I listen to writers talk on podcasts, they're always just never. like, no matter where you are, you could be in Fiji, but mm-hmm. and you, in the back of your head, it's going, oh, you got to finish that thing, got to finish that thing. Yeah. I was walking, me and me and my wife take a walk, uh, to my walk every morning, and I'm walking back this morning, and my hands are yeah. playing guitar parts yeah, in my yeah, head, yeah, yeah. and I've had this song in my head, and she's talking, and I'm just playing guitar parts, and yeah, it's just like yeah. that. That happens all the time. Yeah. I mean, that happens to you. That happens to, yeah, happens yeah. to anybody who writes anything. If you're really passionate about the things that you, you create, it's always something that's always in the back of your head. It's yeah. really hard to switch yeah. to go back to, like, real life. Yeah. But I, I think that the, 
the one thing is that it's I'll never be a part of real life. Yeah. Ever. Oh, sure. I, until never, I'm dead and I, then I'm part of the ground. I can't even that's... remember the last vacation I've had where my wife's booked a vacation and I didn't bring my laptop and snuck some work in every single day mm-hmm. of the vacation. It's just in our nature. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The worst thing was my phone is a computer. I can literally do like I'm constantly oh, yeah, and, 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 and also you've got no it. idea how many times a day I'm checking Spotify for artists now now, now that I'm like yeah that's really, bad that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's really a sickness pushing, I know yeah because <laughs> I'm really really pushing the promotion of it at the moment mm. and like uh, that's just all I'm doing I, I'm like on my phone just at all hours of the day answering emails trying to find playlists doing this and that and and so now I'm just like oh did that work let me see if we can do it again I'm just but I mean has anybody told you today that Spotify does not define you as an artist because um, Ricky will tell you that no because oh, I, just, <laughs> I just think that I think that it, you should be reminded oh that's true that it does not define you and in relying on Spotify to oh, for 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 any type of like validation happiness or, or any type of validation is the fucking worst thing you but can I, do yourself. I, I you try, might as well just pick up a bottle. I, I really appreciate. I that. tried to tell him something like that the other day where he was coming up with these these Spotify numbers, and I was like, "Yeah, that's great. Those are impressive. I love it. I love it. Don't get me wrong. I love seeing those numbers go up." But not everybody listens to Spotify. I myself am an Apple person. Yeah, I, I've listened to our yeah. I've listened to our own album, you know, a hundred times. Making me but I've listened to it on Apple. <laughs> so every time I've listened to it, we still get paid. It it doesn't change how many times it got listened to, but it changes that they didn't show up on the Spotify numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah but it's like it doesn't fucking matter. You're yeah. right. It's not. It's, it doesn't matter. It's one company. To it's one. And, and, but it's also it's so intangible. Like I mean, yeah. like yeah, it's like you can look at it and be like, oh, those are concrete numbers, but are they? And yeah. like Spotify themselves, like the only way you can be able to really get serious plays on Spotify is by being on playlists, but not like other people's playlists. Spotify curated playlists. Like it's yeah. all, it's a fucking game, but. It's a necessary part of the game. I it's, posted that thing on Facebook. It's a necessary. I got dragged through the coals for, sure. for quite a few people, but I still, I still stand by that. I, it just sure. It Spotify is just Napster, but they just didn't lie to us. About well, and I don't were. think anybody yeah. disagrees with any of that. I think, but I think we all realize that it's an unfortunate evil that we have to deal with. Mm-hmm. That it, that if yeah. you want to do anything, you kind of have to deal with it. Yeah. You know. I mean, I, I man, day after day, been like, I just want to fucking pull all this shit off of Spotify. I can't stand yeah. this, and 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 this is the thing too is that I, the, that post was not intended to be, it wasn't intended to be like a bitch fest. Like I'm not making mm. any money off of Spotify. Sure, sure, sure. The last <laughs> the, the all gas no breaks. The last EP by the Shake has over thirty thousand plays on the EP. Yeah, I made a couple bucks. Yeah, but what does it fucking matter? Literally, what is nothing? What does it matter? You know yeah. what I mean? Like you, if you guys have a thousand plays or five hundred, what does it matter? You still play the same song. The songs are still good, regardless if anybody fucking listens to them. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, like, but it's like when you when you put so much stake in that, it 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 makes it very hard to be able to enjoy the music. Yeah. So that's why I wanted to say, it doesn't define you. So yeah, don't worry about it. I appreciate it. that. I deleted the Spotify for artists app off my phone. That's a very good idea. Just because it's like I was checking it too much. Yeah. So and I wasn't doing until this last week of kind of in-depth kind of promotion type related stuff I've been doing and now just because I'm in the world of it I start getting in this feedback loop of like mm-hmm. oh check this check that check this check that and I'm like in a little circle of yeah. checking stuff it becomes know? it becomes a habit just like yeah. anything else does yeah but I mean but it's a but the, it's the worst type of habit because it's a habit that at the end you're asking for validation yeah but you never will be satisfied by any of it well, unless you're getting millions true. and millions of plays yeah which not saying you don't yeah. deserve it, I think you do. I, I fucking love your album, and I think it is, it, it's a, 
I think it's a fucking masterpiece. I love it. Oh, thanks, man. Every song is I I meant to I didn't get yeah. a chance to tell you that I I was like it's so cinematic. Oh, you I did tell me that. that. Yeah, yeah. I had got... this idea for a music video for yeah. one of the because you said that that um one of the one of the song, I don't know if you said it I don't want to put it on here but you told me which song you were planning on using as a single and I'm like listening to it I'm like oh man this would be a really cool video idea. Yeah. And then I was like wow if you put a couple of the songs together it could be like a whole like short film with just sure. these movies. And it's just like it, it's a it's a it's a brilliant piece of work as a whole Thanks, man. and then yeah. individually as well. Yeah, we should we should talk about that and you know another time figure yeah. out make a I'd love to just pitch you the idea of what of what I was thinking because I think it'd be really really cool. Yeah. Um. But uh. But yeah. But regardless of that, it, it's it's just that like we put so much stake in, in streaming and everything like that. But but the, but what really? really matters in the long run is the live show. Yeah. That's the only thing that matters. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like when you're playing in front of people or even live streaming, you're playing in front of people just yeah. in, on in a different way. Um. I think that they still hold the same type of feeling. But a but. I mean, obviously, a little bit less for live streaming because it's live streaming. But live in person, like I mean, I've heard you guys like through like Spotify, like the older stuff and everything like that. And then I finally saw you guys live, and I saw like that one time I was like up in oh by Blue Point. Where oh, I, I think me and Kim see? came. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me and Kim came to watch you guys. She loved you. And then at your album release party, it was the first time I actually got to sit down and just like completely focus on what you guys were doing, and uh, and. That is when I felt like I was I was like connected. You got it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I now I got it. I was like I heard the album um, yeah. from start to finish, and then got to listen to the recording that I made. Yeah, and yeah. then got to listen to the album, and then go back and forth between the two of them. Oh, that's cool. Because I was texting him because it was yeah. like there was one song. What was the song I texted you about? Where you said uh, no regrets, but live you say no, no regrets. No regrets. Yeah, that's yeah, a joke. Yeah, yeah. But on the record, it's no regrets. No regrets. I was like, is yeah. that a thing? I, that could, you guys I do? couldn't. Br- I couldn't bring myself to say no regrets on the record. It's understandable. We did, we did talk about it, and uh, and then right at the last minute, what, literally when I was doing the take, mm-hmm. I said no regrets instead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got to go with your heart. You know, however you feel like it is in the moment. That's well, I right. just thought if that would, you know, it trivializes a a, so- a song that's quite serious, and I think live that's fine. Oh, you know? it's, but it. But it's beautiful because it makes a different version. Yeah, yeah. So then yeah, when yeah. you go to see it, there's a joke, no regrets. Yeah. And yeah. when people sing it and when they go to see it live and they sing it along in their car, they're yeah. still gonna sing no regrets. They're not gonna sure. sing no regrets. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, in the archives, the annals of history, it's regrets. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Exactly, but it yeah. doesn't make a difference. I mean, is there it, it, do you have any regrets about not putting regrets? No, exactly. Well then yeah. what does it make a difference? Then, then you, know you know have I mean? no regrets. That's you fine. No regrets, <laughs> no regrets, no nothing. No regrets. <laughs> I'll tell you though, man, you're talking about like, you know, put it all on the live show or whatever. Your guys like the Shake live show is fucking unbelievable, man. Thank yeah, you, like, you guys were. You guys have Thank so much goddamn energy; it's unbelievable. I know, and you got some like you got you're, st- you're pretty lithe, man. You've got some moves on you. Yeah, um, man. I, performing has always been a thing. Like yeah. I've always, since I was a kid, always performing. Yeah. Um, and no matter what I did, it was always I was never, I was never good at what I did, but I performed the shit out of it. <laughs> and then I just well, now you go both. I, then I I grew into being a better musician. Um, but I was always like my the first band I was ever in. I sat behind the drum set after four times of playing drums and just played as loud and as fast as I could with as many arm movements. And be like, you're in. Yeah. Like, all right. <laughs> and it was just fake it till you make it. And uh, yeah, yeah. but yeah, but the live performance is is it was something that it was sort of like the the precursor to me feeling this way about live music it was like yeah. the 
And that's why, like, when you listen to our records, the things that are on our records are what you get live. Yeah. We don't add shit um, because, like, there's always so many, like, in the, the very first couple releases we did, there's, like, some, like, synthy stuff, like, pad stuff to kind of fill in the areas. Yeah. And then as I'm listening back to it, I'm like, mm, I hate that this is here because I can't recreate this. Right. So then the albums, the two EPs, they are just the guitar, bass, and drums. That's it. Yeah. yeah. And anything else is just... We stack some guitars, obviously, you know, like how you do that. But yeah. other than that, it's just that it, because the live experience is is to me the ultimate form. Yeah, hundred percent. That was our approach to the album. I mean, we we had yeah. we had my son come in and do um do some here as a matter of fact, mm-hmm. come in and do some some drum stuff to lay down some kind of scratch tracks for the drums and. The idea was that we were going to use this. He had some shuffles and some like little train shuffles and things. I mean, it sounded great, except it's not on the album, right? But it's no, okay. Except I was like, I, no, I was like, no, I don't not. hear except an actual that, drum set. Except in that here. that wasn't us. Not not that it wasn't mm-hmm. us specifically, but well, it, it was back it, to the basics. It wasn't, yeah, yeah. And I, so I, that I, was the thing we wanted to be. We wanted it to sound. We wanted you to listen to the album and go, and then go to a live show and go, yeah, that's them. Mm-hmm. And um, then when we took those out. You know, I sampled one of my kicks and snares and, and just put them all throughout the album. And then we were listening to it and we were like, that's not it either. It's too mechanical. So, so, then, so then James and I stood there and banged out every song and we just took the first and second take, left most Sounds of the mistakes in, you know? Sounds but great. it's literally. There's actually one snare bit that you did with your foot. I don't understand how. Yeah, yeah. It's like, a, it's like an actual like roll on the snare. Not like a buzz roll, but like a, like a cha-cha-cha. And yeah, I was like, yeah, did he yeah. actually do that with yeah, his yeah, foot? Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, he does, man. Oh, wow. He does it live, too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was that was the thing. We wanted it to be... And really, James James was really driving that, that bus a lot. He was like... Yeah, we, we would talk, he was right. Yeah, Ben, ben and I would up. talk about <laughs> stuff. We were like, ooh, it would be cool if we did this. And he'd be like, nah. <laughs> now we don't do that live. Now, yeah, now, no bagpipes. Then, right, right, that's great. And he was one hundred percent correct. Um, you know, I wish there to, was more sax in the album. That's the one to, thing I will say. Yeah, there's only one, one song, but yeah. Yeah. but when it comes, oh, it's beautiful. Boy, does it come! So beautiful, so tasty. Man. It's so beautiful, <laughs> and it's just like uh, this. It, it's in it's in folks like us, right? Yeah, yeah. last yeah. song. Oh, yeah. It is just what a beautiful cherry topper it, it sound they it recorded amazing they yeah, in, rec- we yeah, were in, yeah we were in sun studios where, where yeah. he put you in the front room right yeah so yeah. i was in the foyer of the building just like yeah. the very where, where you go into sun studios and they had re- back in the day in the 50s that's where they used to record the brass for for the back when i was in the local re- scene yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> where, for, for all these rockabilly bands and, <laughs> back when he was in high school. and the reason yeah. is because there's this great echo in there and you know they didn't have all that many ways of getting echoes so they're using the tape for stuff but if you wanted like a little bit of a kind of a chamber to to sort of fatten out the horns they just stuck them in this metal room basically mm-hmm. and that's where I did it and and all of the reverb on on the sax is just is basically from room. that yeah it's so beautiful yeah. Yeah, and, yeah and and to give you and to give uh and to give Ben a little little bit of a uh, uh, Back padding here, you know, little props on on the sax thing. He needs that. So, he, yeah, let's go. He, he, his, ego, <laughs> his ego absolutely needs that. Uh, we sent him up to that front room. The guy set up the mic and everything. I think his assistant set up the mic, and uh, he goes, "Okay, rolling." Ben ran through that solo, and then he's like, "You want to do that again?" Ben goes, "Nope." That was, <laughs> that was one, take? Yeah. one take. One take. One take. Don't you want to slap him now? <laughs> That's amazing. Man. That's amazing. And honestly, it's like the, the record. The record is so good. All the baselines were like three hundred takes, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> the record is so good. Um, I think what my favorite part about it is that I can hear parts that seem a bit imperfect. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're left in. 
I just couldn't. It's I've beautiful. done things, and I really, I really like things that are almost like overproduced, like super, like everything in its perfect place. But I just didn't do it for this. I didn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. I just perf- I don't, and there's there's harmonies that are slightly pitchy every little bit here and there, and there's um all that kind of thing. But the thing is, if it was just if super, it was right on time, if it was super like flattened and ironed out and cut and dried, I, I don't I don't think. It would sound like us anymore because we're not that. We're yeah. that, you know, we're what you hear on the record. Well, that, that's the thing is that like because the live experience is the best experience. When you record the live part, it it gives it a whole new life. Yeah, and like that's like the process. Whenever we record shake stuff or yeah. whenever I record really anything, and this really goes into this. Do I think yeah. we should talk about this? Oh you know? yeah, eventually, right? Yeah, yeah. we'll get around to Justin. We're going to be here for a while, buddy. Um, was it? Uh, yeah, but what, just real quick before we get to that, the, yeah. the when we record shake stuff. I always record dummy guitar, and then I have Akilah record his drum parts, and then I take out the dummy guitar, and we take out the click, and I just record everything to the drums. Yeah. And I don't worry whether he goes off of the clicker. We just record, so then it actually feels real. It moves a bit, yeah. It doesn't yeah. – it's not – it's not all calculated. It's not, it's not rigid. The one song on All Gas, No Breaks, the opening song, Broke, with Dominic, I was – we were having an issue with the with the interface, and we wound up having to cut up and move the drums. So Akilah did – at some point in time did play the whole track all together, but we couldn't use all of it because it was all jumbled. So I had to cut it and move it, and that is my least favorite song on the entire album because it, it doesn't have the, that same doesn't type have the of, soul, man. doesn't have the soul that all the rest of the tunes had. But I think that's yeah. so important. But leaving in the imperfections, like we don't auto-tune – I don't auto-tune shit. Yeah. If I can't sing the note, then we don't, then we don't play the note. Yeah. Yeah, or yeah. I just leave it in a little bit off. Yeah. I'm not going in there and tweaking every little thing. It's like no. a nightmare. Same thing I did with Dominic's album. There yeah. is absolutely nothing, nothing worse than me discovering a new artist on the radio, on Spotify, on Apple, whatever, wherever it is, and then going, man, I'm really digging this new tune. I'm digging this band. And then I see that the band's coming around for a tour, and I buy some tickets, and Kelly and I go. And then I, and then I listen to them, and I go, wow. They're really terrible compared, and then you realize how produced the album actually was. Yeah. I cannot stand that. That was 2005, 2006 pop punk bands, Fall Out oh, Boy, yeah. all of those bands. They were my mm-hmm. they were my favorite bands. They were the bands that that essentially helped me create bands. Like yeah. I, I I worshipped them. They were terrible live. Sure, Hor- every one of them, and I'm like, how? I don't understand it. But the songs were good. Yeah. So as long as the songs were good, I guess it is what it was. Yeah. But, yeah. Look at Nirvana, man. Kurt was horrible live. Yeah, but there was a, there was something about him though, right? Yeah. right and right, that's right, the right. thing is that like bands like Fall Out Boy, but compare it to the, but compare it to the albums though. Compare it to the recorded stuff, mm-hmm. you know. And that was the thing when Justin and I were doing the the Nirvana tribute. Uh, you know, we we tried to put we we prided ourselves and tried to replicate these these live shows, the Paramount show and the Live and Loud and things like that. We tried we down to like the chatter and the banter between us and everything was the exact lines that they used in the in the video that you would mm-hmm. watch. It must have been so, weird to enact that. It was. We were like actors basically, and so and it oh, and yeah. it was it was cool. It was cool and all, but when it came to the actual songs, like we knew. That like if you're listening to a certain song in live and loud and you're watching it, you know where we knew that there were imperfections in those songs when they played them loud. There was live rather. There was a lot of imperfections in those songs, but unfortunately, what people have in their heads is the songs in their ears is how yeah, the songs sounded yeah. on the radio and they sounded great. So we would actually have to replicate the songs to the album, mm-hmm, even yeah. though the live versions were. Yeah, it, but that's the thing. I mean, 
how many bands are out there that are like so produced and whatever. And, and there's nothing wrong with that, man. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm not downing it and saying it's a terrible thing. I mean, I, but, I, I'll go on but, the record and say that I don't think it's a great thing. But I think that overproducing a record takes away a lot of what the, what makes the song great in the first place. Yeah, I think it's just really ultimately, if you're using it creatively, I think it's fine. Yeah. But, um, you know, if, but you, if it's if all you're your doing, mistakes. Right. If all, yeah. all you're doing is covering up for the fact that you can't play something. Well, you or, can't say. You know, that's, yeah. a bit of a, that's a bit of a shame. It is. And, and, yeah. and, that, and then, you get the, then you get the problem. It's because everybody's going to want to go and buy tickets and go see you live. And then you're going to suck ass. Yeah. yeah and everyone's yeah. like, well, what the fuck? Like, what did I just pay for? I paid yeah. for bullshit. Well, you heard yeah. it here first, folks. You get what you pay for. Yeah, with exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we are what we sound like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. All right, man. That was the first lull in the conversation. We've been talking for what an hour and a half yeah. now. Yeah. yeah, let's let's talk about long live the scene. What okay. what is it, and why did you start it? Um, so, the idea for long live the scene uh, came from Rocky. I was, we were me and Rocky have pretty normal like hour hour and a half long chats probably every other day yeah um just bullshitting about whatever sure he's a good lad i like to chat to him too i I mean honestly it's like i've had some of my most insightful conversations musically with him um and i i wish that i could do that more often with other people yeah uh but uh all right you're gonna start getting phone calls from me you're gonna pick up the phone oh okay (laughs) Um, uh, (laughs) well played (laughs) Uh, what is it uh yeah so so we were having a conversation and we were talking about um, I don't remember what the hell we were talking about, but he just mentioned he was like, "It'd be really cool if we like if like we did compilation albums again. Like compilation albums were like a thing." Um, and he's like, "You know, we can like have bands like submit." And I was like, "Well, I actually have a bunch of live recordings." So just before we did the last tour, two port tour, is it two port tour? Yeah, two port tour. We recorded every single set that we played live. So I built this rig up um, that was able I was able to record everything there and we had played a couple shows with other bands and I just recorded the set too because I was like well I might as well have it and it was like these nice little like keepsakes like I had you know I had the a couple of all of these bands just already recorded yeah so then I was like oh you know maybe what we could do is we could take these live recordings that I was making and then just find a song compile them and do that as a compilation yeah and we're like ha that's funny and then five minutes later I was like you know like probably actually do this like i literally have all the material yeah, yeah. to do it right now so i hit up i hit up all the bands that were on there and uh, i said are you cool with uh with me taking these recordings and uh and they said yeah so then it then it just spiraled into you know what it is now but i mean like the the, the idea was just to simply bolster the live original music artists yeah. as well as the venues yeah so on on the track list which is you the, the cassette you don't have the, the the track list on here but if you go to the website it's on there on the track list it says you know it'll be like eastway which is a band you need on this on this podcast but oh, yeah. very very good um eastway uh their song lockdown at uh prosperity brewers so it's not only promoting the artist it's promoting the venue as well because one of the things is that like we have so many places so many bars i mean you know you play in bars all the time that have a lot of money that they pay cover artists yeah but if you take that same seven six hundred dollars i i this is what i just recently did with boca fat cats eddie over boca fat cats um he finally gave in after me badgering him for a long time (laughs) i was like what's your budget he told me his budget i'm like for that budget I can put together a show, like a real show. Yeah. So then we did our first Long Live the Scene event, 
and it was this band Zipper, which you have to have on here. I sent you that song. You have to listen to them. They are yeah, fucking yeah. incredible. Um, we had uh, Dominic played, The Shake played, and Buck Stops Here played. Yeah. And it was at Fat Cats, where they do all cover bands. It was an original music show, all original music. Yeah. Every band got paid. Yeah. We recorded the whole entire thing, and it was a packed house. That's yeah. It was like a real show that's yeah. amazing at a place that can be able to afford it because one of the hard things about like being an original band is you don't get paid shit right? yeah yeah so but there's tons of places down here that are willing to pay but they're paying the only thing they give a shit about is is people yeah. that's Body, it. bodies in the seats that's it yeah. butts yeah. and seats the most expensive thing i used to work in restaurants for a very long time the most expensive thing in a restaurant is an empty seat sure. yeah so as long as you could put people in the room, they don't give. A, you could fart on a snare drum for four hours. They'll yeah, pay you seven hundred dollars yeah. to no, do totally, it. Yeah. I'd pay to see that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Me? <laughs> I don't think so. Um, but uh, but yeah. So so the idea is just to essentially try and make original live music yeah. cool again. Yeah, yeah. So that's 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 the the main main purpose of Long Live the well, Saint. What I, I what I really love about this though is is you know when we were doing the festival when we were gearing up for the festival last April. Um, we tried to do a few pop-up shows. In fact, you were part of one of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or um, at Average Joe's. Yeah, at Average Joe's. And so we were trying to do a few pop-up festivals, and it was just hard to get to get seats, you know, butts in the seats, like you said. You know, mm-hmm. we would get two or three, four original bands, and we would get a little bit of a crowd, but it wasn't anything, like, overwhelming. Like, we didn't pack the house or anything like that, mm-hmm. and so it was a little disheartening. Then we put together the festival. The festival was a huge fucking success, and we amazing. were like, "Holy shit, we got to do this again!" So I love that you've d- taken that that kind of that pop up thing that we were doing. That you've taken it a step further now with this, with the long live yeah. scene, and that you're being successful with it. As far as get, well, know, we've only done one. We've been one well, successful for one. I'll so. take it. <laughs> Listen, we're we're one for one on festivals. That's so we're true. right That's there. True. We're yeah, right yeah. there with hey. you. I'll take it. We're a hundred percent. Well, I, I think the idea is to disrupt. Because yeah. we have venues like Propaganda and Respectable Streets that have been supporting local live music, sure. local original music for a long time. But there's a lot of places that can do it as well. Yeah. They're just refusing for some odd reason. So yeah. we're going to force them to do it. Yeah. And Fat Cats, we, I didn't really force Eddie, but like I, I have helped him out. He's helped me out, this, that, and the other. And then we came to a, and it was a success. Yeah. But at the end of the night, the other owner, I don't remember his, Ian, was uh, at the f- bar. And he was like, this was a great night. Yeah, and he's like, "We will definitely do this again." You could like, do one at third done. and third, I'm sure. Oh, I'm already talking to Tim. Yeah, I bet. So, I mean, it's it's places like that. Like Tim, Tim is he's he's another one. Third and third has been, yeah, third and third has been another one. But I want places that don't like Prosperity is a, a Prosperity Brewers in Boca. Dom is the owner. He's incredible. He allow he's like, you can come here, you can play whatever the hell you want, and he's like, I do well, you do well. Yeah. So I've had shows that I put on there where. We didn't make that much. I've had shows where we've made tons of money. You probably do one at Guanabana. Yeah, I mean, but see, those are those are places that all that usually do original bands. What like about eight? Square Group? <laughs> no, um, That's over twenty one. Is is it? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't really do that. But it's it's finding places that don't normally do anything besides cover bands yeah. and converting them. Yeah, that's that, the yeah. idea. Is that was that an all ages show? Um, at Fat Cats. Yeah. Uh, no, 21 and over, I think I it's 21 and up after 10 p.m. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I imagine. Yeah, okay. which I honestly didn't even realize until later. I love the idea. It's such a good idea. Thank you. And 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 also there's a now. there's a site, isn't there? And you're you're um, putting up the, people are writing articles for it and stuff. And I'm going to write some stuff for it. And I'm going. I think I'm going to um, once I I've been procrastinating about speaking to the magazine about it but I think mm. that they'll be okay with me putting my interviews on there as well and you said you I were mean, up for that you can link it back to there well, I don't really give a shit I mean yeah, I'm not yeah. this is the thing is that like it came it came up as the compilation yeah. and then I was like well the compilation 
can turn into many things. Yeah. It's media milking. It's taking one piece of content mm-hmm. and turning it into a bunch of different things. Yeah, yeah. So um, then, then the idea for the website came along. Yeah. And I just went on GoDaddy and I was like, long live the C.com. And it was open. Yeah. And I was like, all right. You're well, like, this is like a sign. How did that happen? <laughs> I, very weird. I was like, yeah. this is a sign. Yeah. So I made the website and then I built it out. I'm very bad at building websites. It's very, very weird. Um, <laughs> but uh, but I'll give you I, did what, I did what I could. I did what I could. <laughs> Um, it's it's very. very I wasn't gonna say. I wasn't gonna say anything. Strange. But since you brought it up, did you wait? Did you actually look at the website? I did look at the website. It's horrible, it's, right? It's kind of bad. Yeah. It's bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I am yeah. I am not a website builder. Yeah, this I'll, is not something. I'll, I'll carve out a little bit of time and help you with that. <laughs> but, the, but that's what I'm saying. Is like I don't know how to do these things. But uh, but I, I I knew it needed to be done, so I just did something. Yeah. So the idea was I don't know if you're big sports guys, but you ever heard of the Players Tribune? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you are you. And you you were actually telling me about this. Ex- Please it. carry on. Okay, so so the Players Tribune was started by Derek Jeter, and it essentially is a place where people can be able to uh, athletes, people, I guess they're people, but whatever. Um, was it athletes can go and be able to sort of tell their side of the story, break news, this, that, and the other. So longofthescene.com is essentially that for music. Yeah. So uh, I reached out to Dominic. Dominic wrote a, a very lengthy article, um, <laughs> and uh, and then also. Um, Lee from uh, For the Moment. Yeah. Uh, For the Moment is no longer a band. Uh, and uh, so if you go to longlivescene.com, um, you can be able to, he talks about it, you know, the, yeah. the breakup and everything like that. And uh, and it's sort of like an outlet, you know, because a lot of times musicians, uh, even though we write, sometimes we can't get across exactly what we want to say. Yeah. Maybe we want to say something different. Or maybe we just want to talk about something. Maybe you just want to be like, I saw this movie. I want to really write about this movie. And you just said, I'll just put, I don't fucking care. I'll just put it up on the website. And it's yeah. the whole point. It's supposed to be for the artist from the artist. Is this stuff yeah. edited at all before it gets up there? Or so, I can no, no, you got to do it. all your own shit. I'm not, I but am I'm not just an saying editor. I can get yeah. on there put, and just post it and done and it just goes up. You have to send up. it to me and then I have to put you it up. You decide if it yeah, goes yeah, yeah. up. Okay. Well, not really. I decide. I, I'm not. I just, my, I guess, I guess in a roundabout way, my question was, was more of a. What if someone well, says something a, really a, Well, my, yeah, my question was more of a statement of, a, obviously, you don't want it to turn into a, just a bitch fest from every every artist. No, around. no. I know that that's going to, like, everything is going to end up, like, every good thing is going to have something bad happen to it. Um, and, and I know that eventually is going to come, but right yeah, now I'm just sort of... <laughs> well, and there will, there'll be an occasional article like that, but just as long as you don't want it to turn into just... No, that, I don't that. want people bitching all the time. And, and in reality, it's like, if, if you want to... Facebook is for bitching. Yeah. yeah. Bitch on Facebook. It definitely is. And I'll like it. <laughs> if you want to bitch, I'll like it. I'll like your Facebook post. But other than that, don't yeah, don't yeah, use... Yeah. this. Is, I'm trying to create a platform for people to express oh, themselves. No, I love yeah. it, man. And if you it. want... If that's the way you express yourself on a regular basis, maybe you just need to reevaluate the way you're doing things. Yeah. <laughs> Because I mean, if you're if you're overly negative all the time, it's something you know. That's that's man in the mirror time. I feel attacked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, but the idea is that. And then when you go onto the website as well, there's also the the cassettes right here. You can see on the side. I don't know if you can see right there. It's gonna be kind of hard to say. Um, but Dub- uh, it dubbed says with uh, love. dubbed with love is a um, cassette label that Billy Doom created. Cool. Um, and uh, you can go on to longlivethescene.com and you can be able to – there's an order form on there if you want to be able to make your yeah. um, your stuff into cassettes. Yeah. Um, and uh, 
Yeah, so you can do that. And then also, too, because I record all the shows, um, there's sometimes where I have, like, full sets. Like, with yours, I have, I have not posted yours. Um, I wanted to get your blessing first, but... Uh, oh, yeah. You where, just, he just didn't like it. <laughs> no, no, I, listen, I literally listen to it all the time. This just, is the thing, just in I was, case you're curious, you have my blessing. Okay, well, I appreciate it. <laughs> you don't um, have was it a, So then I guess I have to have it up before this episode airs. Um, <laughs> but uh, if you go to longofthescene.com slash full shows, you can listen to full sets. Um, from bands that, that I've recorded. So awesome. like HR uh, from yeah. ba- Bad Brains, yeah. he just recently played a Respectable Street. We opened up for him. He is going to be on volume two. That's great. But the whole set is up on Long Live the Scene. You can go onto the band camp through the website. You can stream it right from there and you can listen to the whole entire set. It's are all reggae. Are we going to be on volume two That's as well amazing. or are we on a different one? Uh, which one? Are we going to be on volume two as well? Yes. Yay! Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. three and four. Um, <laughs> it, uh, yeah, no, volume two's already done. I'm already working on volume three. Me. So uh, volume two is already, like, all the and artists have already on picked it? everything. HR's on it. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah, it's going to be really, really, HR one. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be really cool. HR, and then I have this, also, this really great band from um, from the Northeast called Keep Flying. Right. You know Keep yeah, Flying? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're going to be on there, too. Really? And then He's a couple, my, they're my bros. Oh, that's yeah, so yeah, yeah. cool. They're, they're really, really cool. And uh, when I, I, literally gave, uh, I literally gave them this cassette. And I was like, hey, man, you know, I'd love to be able – and he was like, yes. What if, what is it, this? I'm like, yeah. He goes, yes. We're yeah. in. Oh, yeah. That's so, in an so up there. Yeah, that's right. Like. If they were, they were selling they were selling records. When, when HR was at Respectable Street, he was selling cassettes. Yeah. And I was like, oh, he's going to love this. Um, so, yeah, yeah. So you can go on there. And right now, uh, I guess by the time this episode airs, I'll have the Kill Billies one up as well. Um, but you can listen to the whole entire set. And then um, also that band Zipper, I put the whole set up there too. Yeah. So you can be able to go and listen to the entire set, and I don't cut anything out. It's just uh, we just tune it up a little bit. Uh, yeah. Rocky was the one, I did the mix for HR. Rocky did the mix for Zipper. Um, was it a? If you want, you can you can mix your own. Uh, just don't be crazy about it. Oh no, it's um, all right. You... No, I bet, but it's I'm I'm allowing other people to mix it. It's just the songs that are on there because you asked me about mixing. For I the was actual, curious. Well, I want to I want to take it to a certain person. If you want me to mix it, obviously, but for, for your full set, you can do it. I'll send you all the stems. Okay. I think I already did actually. Yeah, didn't I? I got them. Did I send you the stems? I don't know. I'll have a look I, in the folder. Okay. I never opened the folder. I think I think I actually I think I did send you the stems. Anyways, but you can be able to mix the the whole entire thing as, as a whole and then just send me it and I'll put it up there. It's no right. big deal. But the idea is, so I went to Love Potion Studios in Bogota. Yeah, yeah. Nick D. Yeah. Um, who is another person you should have on the podcast? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Love Potion is great as well. So Nick, I have known Nick. Uh, he was like one of my first friends when I came into high school, uh, joining marching band, and he sort of was just very, very nice to me from the beginning. Nice. And he is one of the best musicians I've ever met in my entire life. Yeah. But also, he has, which I didn't realize until recently, he has literally been producing my music of, since I've been writing it. Basically. Yeah, yeah. He's just always been there, as always a part of it. I've recorded so much shit at Love Potion Studio, so I went to him to to do the mix on this, and he did a f- fantastic job with these shitty stems that I gave him. He can we just have do him do ours instead of us? I, I totally can. Yeah, yeah totally can. That. <laughs> <laughs> that's totally fine. Yeah. Um, he just he just does a really really great job, and he, he's yeah. really really good, and he's just an f- unbelievable musician and unbelievable person. I, I love him to death. He's like my brother. We have been we have been working on music for a very long time. It's nice to be able to have like a solid project that we've been doing. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah. So Long Live the Scene Volume One uh, is available now on LongLiveTheScene.com. Cool. And uh, and the the bands that are on it are are incredible. Uh, I mean, obviously, the shakes on the first one because, you know, the, of course, it's, that's the way it's you. Why would you? Come on, yeah. So, um, <laughs> but then, but then we also have Eastway, and Eastway is based out of Boca, um, yeah. and they're like a, uh, they're like a new, newer type of pop punk band, and they, they have okay. the song Lockdown. I literally like listened to it. I was like, bro, this song is so good. Oh wow! And uh, and 
so I think me and Rocky are actually going to work and doing like a full like studio version of the song too, which I'm really excited about. Yeah, um, yeah. That's it'd be really funny if it wasn't about 2020. It's not. Yeah, <laughs> it's not. It's it's something about bondage. Uh, oh, that's so awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's it's, really it's a really really good song. That's those, that's awesome. those dudes in Eastway, um, they are they're they're hardworking guys. And I love their music so so much. Um, then the buck stops here. Andy, they're they're from Broward, so they won't be on the show. But okay. if you ever do anything from Broward, I would they, recommend. They it. actually are going to be on so. Oh, they are. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> okay. Well, Andy, um, what is it? Andy's such a cool cat, and uh, we've been trying to. So Brian, the drummer, actually reached out to me. And uh, he, uh, he's he been like, oh, we want to play a show with the Shake, we want to play a show. And I was like, oh, finally, we put something together. And I saw him. I was like, holy shit. We played the Tough Times with them down in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. And, uh, and they, they were awesome. Yeah, And then yeah. so they're recording on this. And this is this is one of the beautiful things about live. So the recording of on this uh, on this volume is a song called Feel Good, which they just released right. on Spotify. The second verse on this song is different than the one he changed it from the time that he recorded this song. And then the time yeah. that he put it on the record. So yeah. now this is the only version of this that you'll hear. Nice. Like so, that is that is a one hundred percent real tune. Yeah. And it's different from the one that you get on Spotify and everything like yeah. that. That's really cool. So it, it's cool because it's like encapsulates that type of thing. There's words in Promise Dream that I switch around, and there's there's actually a one of the lines that I say that I prefer, and it's not the one that's on the album. But after recording the album and listening to it and mixing it, now I say the one on the album. I can't even remember what the other one was. <laughs> Sometimes it becomes because it becomes like becomes muscle memory at that yeah, point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah. So it's really nice that we have like this one version that's just like just for this volume, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, and then Dominic, obviously, because everywhere we go, Dominic goes. Sure. Yeah. Um, and then Fuakata, which I'm wearing their shirt. They are yeah. a, a ska punk band out of uh, Miami. Yes, yeah, sweet. And uh, they are just incredible. I love them to death. They have so much. So much energy. They're hardworking. Fuakata. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's like, oh, Fukata. Yeah, no. I was actually told about Fuakata. these guys. Yeah, I was told about these guys from somebody else who called Fuakata. them. Yeah, <laughs> they, somebody who called them Fukata. And I was like, oh, Fukata. And I was thinking Fukata, probably like, it's like a, like a, like a Japanese ska band. Yeah. Then I met them, and they're like, Miami, they're all Spanish. And I'm like, yeah. oh, Fuakata. God, I got it. Yeah. What does Fuakata mean? It's, uh, it's just like, bam. Oh, um, cool. Yeah. What's the word? What's the word for it? There's a there's a onomatopoeia. Uh, it's an onomatopoeia. Yeah. Um, so education um, <laughs> was it? A, so yeah. So Fuakata, and then last minute, um, uh, Billy had recordings from his uh, from Billy Doom is dead yeah. for a show from yeah. Matthews. So he when he hit me up with the idea about doing the tapes, he's like, "Can I add Billy?" Doom to the? I was like, "Yes, please." Yeah, yeah nice. Um, yeah. And they're, they're uh, really great band. Oh my god, dude. That so, were you, you were there? Were you guys there uh, that night? We had a gig. I, I wasn't. We, we had a gig, but like the next morning, I woke up and I opened up Facebook, and like it was all every musician that had been there was posting about like these guys are Dude, it. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. laying down my guitar. These guys are the ones. You Dude, know, they're going to be the famous band out of West Palm or whatever. It's and we were like, and, and so as soon as I saw that, I called up Ben and I was like, so we got to get, get Billy on. Yeah, we got to get, get Billy guys on. on. <laughs> got to ride the train, Dude, <laughs> I Literally watching them. Billy is one of the nicest, most sincere human beings I've ever met in my entire life. I've known him for a very short amount of time. Yeah. Um, but every encounter that I've had with him has been incredible. And uh, he is so receptive and he's so creative and, and he's just he's just like a very positive person to be around, which is really nice. Yeah. Those are the type of people that people need in their lives, yeah, especially man. artists. Yeah. So um, when I went to go see him live, I was blown away. I could not believe what was happening. And then and one thing – if a meteor were to have struck Matthews Brewing at that point in time, the almost the entire scene would have been dead. Yeah, yeah. everybody was there. 
Yeah. Everybody was there. And except, except us. At that point, well, except for there. Yeah, yeah. You, it would have been it would have been you guys and like two other bands, and that would have been the whole. I mean, it's almost a shame. It would have been great for you. So, I was just saying, it's almost a shame of me and you didn't hit because we would have gone whew, straight to the top. Right? <laughs> uh, you would have been playing the memorial the whole entire. It would have been, uh, been, uh, been amazing. Could have charged out the ass. I mean, right. nobody else is paying for live music at that point. Right. Everybody's dead. Um, but as I'm watching this band, I'm looking around and seeing all of the musicians supporting, and that was the moment where I was like, "This is." The scene is something here. has changed. So yeah. the, the, that was like the shift. Yeah, where I felt like that was the exact moment, and Billy was Billy was like the straw that broke the camel's back. Nice. Um, and it was just incredible to be able to be a part of it. Yeah, that's and awesome, uh, it, it was amazing. And yeah, and awesome. and it's honestly a night that I won't forget because it was it was literally where I felt like the moment where the, the light switch went on. Yeah, brilliant. So it, it was great, but they were so good. Oh, my well, I'm God. Seeing, so I'm, good. I'm seeing a 561, uh, 561 Music Long Live the Scene partnership somewhere down the road here to put some shows on, man. There is a yeah. lot. <laughs> there is a lot of ideas that yeah. I have had that I've had to slow my roll on. <laughs> and I'm like, there is just like so many things I can do, but I'm, all, I'm only one person, um, and uh, so I have to – have to pump I'll go, the brakes I'll on go a buy things. a vinyl pressing machine like tonight. Dude. And then, and dude, then we'll that's start, what all I've we'll been start, thinking about. We'll start releasing these on vinyl instead. Dude, that's <laughs> all I've been thinking about. All I've been thinking about. The cassettes were an interesting idea because I was saying to Justin earlier, like people buy CDs. Sure. They can't fucking play them most of the time. Some people have CD players and a lot of people don't. Yeah. So if they're going to buy a physical piece of media, at least make it cool looking. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, like they're, if they're going to buy a CD, they're not gonna, just going to become a coaster. So yeah. at least it'd be like, oh, I have a cassette. Yeah. And then on the back of it has the QR code that you can go to the website and listen yeah. to everything yeah, right there. Yeah, so yeah, it's, like that. No, it, it's it works awesome. out that way. I think they're really neat. Yeah, it's, so um, talking of media, this is a little bit of a tenuous uh, uh, segue, but um, <laughs> there's, there's a reason. There's a reason why, which I will tell you off air. Um, the um, is there a, um, you have started to make a documentary about the shake, haven't you? Yes, when yeah. we did um, when we did the last tour. Uh, Justin came on the road with us and filmed every moment that he could. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's like 14 days. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, I think it's like 12 <laughs> days, 10 shows or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Justin was, uh, <laughs> Justin was very patient with a lot of the stuff and we were very patient with Justin because if you know Justin, sometimes you have to be patient with Justin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, but he did, he did film a lot and yeah. over since we got back Justin has been doing a majority of it but I've been helping as much as I can um, trying to edit um, this documentary and it's essentially just follows us from the have time you been doing we minutes? leave have you been sitting there and doing minutes on it at all um, look, we've been doing like days so like he he did a majority of it in the beginning and then he would just like send me a bunch of, of files like video files and then just sort of like compiling like okay well this is like all the fun stuff from the day and then send it back to him and we've been kind of going back and yeah. forth I think we're like halfway through it maybe okay. something like that by now um, but uh, but as we're doing it like it's starting to form like you're starting to see like you know like what the what like the storylines of each days are coming and everything like that so it's been a lot of fun but it's just like something that we that was like the big focus of the last tour was to do that and uh, and then now it's like starting to come to a head which is which is really really cool and do you have um, have you got anything that you can show us of it uh, yeah so uh, I guess what we can do now is we can do the first premiere clip of, yeah, uh, wicked. of the uh, of the documentary uh, at this point in time it is an untitled documentary 
Um, but I think the clip that we have for you today, this is the first time that anybody, oh, honestly, just, like even the guys from, even the, my guys and, yeah. and Dominic have not seen really this is anything. just a clip, not a this full, is just, full. No, 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 no. This is just a clip. It's, it's a couple minutes, but uh, I believe this is day six. Okay. Um, and this is one of our days off when we go to Washington, D.C. Cool. Nice. Let's watch it. Today we can be able to kind of walk around and do, uh, we can go to... We go to the American thing, man! I was born in the USA! I was born in the USA! <laughs> yeah, yeah, so... Hot dogs, burgers... Dude, there's the same thing! <laughs> so Kim's, like, Kim's like, you know, 4th of July! <laughs> she literally said to me yesterday, she goes... Um, she's gonna hate that this is on camera. She said to me yesterday, she goes, You need to do me a favor. I'm like, What? She goes, You need to go uh, to the to the White House, in front of the White House, and eat a hot dog. I'm like, Why? 100% I'm down. And she's like, And she's like, Because, you know, like America. Like, and I'm like, Fourth of July. I was like, I don't understand. And she's like, Fourth of July. And I'm like, um, First of all, hot dogs are German, and it's September. So I was like, are you having a stroke? She's like, no, no. Like, hot dog like it's American, like 4th of July is American. I'm like, oh, okay, okay. It's just funny that you brought up hot dogs again. I'm going to eat some hot dogs and burgers because why? Because I'm in Washington, D.C. And I was born. I tried looking at getting us a uh, a White House tour. I tried looking at getting us a White House tour, and you have to like contact your like state representative and shit. And I was like, "There's no way we're doing that." <laughs> letting me in. Yeah. Uh, that would be great. Well, really, we were talking about. I was saying to Ricky, I was like, "I really want to take a poop in the in the Smithsonian. It'd be like the most historic poop of my life." But then I was like, "No, I'd really like to poop in the White House. That would be amazing." That would be a really hard poop to top. Like, I would, I would brag about that for the rest of my life. Like, I took a shit in the White House. I'm gonna call him. Uh, yeah. So I was. Um, I know this is super last minute, but I was hoping to see if there was any sort of White House tours going on today. Uh, White House tour, I think we don't. Uh, you, you have to make the, the request in the White House. I can ask. Uh, we deal only with uh, Capitol, uh, Capitol building tours. Oh, well, are there any of those today? Uh, let me see. I think that last minute, it's Hard, yeah. But just let me let me ask, and I come. I will come up to you. Uh, can you stay home for a second? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Capital tour is pretty good. I'd poop in the Capitol too. I could go. Well, oh, you want a night? <laughs> <laughs> Why not? I don't have an ID, so I Ricky can't go do any of the shit he wants to go do. Oh, it's not true. No, I can definitely see the Washington Monument. Okay. It's like a lot of time. You can go swimming on the Olympic pool there. Please do not. From a distance? I can see it from a distance. I can show you some pictures. So that happened. Picture. Yeah, you pay for his entry and he just films it for you. Definitely. We'll just zoom it. Speaking of Zoom, 9 o'clock tonight, we have an interview with Sunshine. When we go there? When? One more! Yeah, when? Goddamn bananas! 
yeah, you're not gonna listen to the guy. I'm sorry. Man. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. He's not gonna let us in. I got this fucking idiot screaming, so we abandoned ship on that. Uh, the so the capital calls me back. Why is that like, God, we were on the phone? Yeah, you were yelling while the guy was trying to talk to me. Thanks a lot, guys. So the capital building's out. 5-6-1 Music is brought to you by Handlebars Bar & Grill. It's a biker bar in Tequesta, and if you're driving up US-1, you come across it on the right-hand side. It's a, a little bar there. It's bright yellow. You can't miss it with the handlebars on, on the sign. And it has a long and storied history. It's been there. It used to be called Judy's, um, and it was run by this guy Victor, who sadly passed this year, R.I.P. Victor. And uh, then my father-in-law took it over, and he's doing a great job up there. There is a bike night every second Thursday of the month, and there is a jam every fourth Sunday of the month. If you're interested in that kind of thing, it's just an all-inclusive, any, any kind of music, any style, any ability type of a jam. And there's great beers on tap, and they're wonderful food. Bernsey, the chef, does, does a fantastic job. Um, if you're interested in classic cars or classic bikes, there's always that kind of stuff hanging around there. It attracts that sort of a crowd because it's called Handlebars Bar and Grill, so it makes sense. And, um, yeah, you should come swing by. It's uh, it's definitely a local spot and has a lot of character. And there's people who have been going there for decades and decades. It's one of those places that's um, a part of the furniture in Tequesta. And you should definitely come check it out. I um, booked the music for the place and love doing it and um i was a part of helping set the place up and um i'm a huge fan and you should anyone who is interested in biker bars or even if you've just never been to one and you're curious about what a biker bar is about you go and check out handlebars bar and grill we are also sponsored by oasis root now oasis root carver bar is in sea grape square on indian town road and it is a kava bar. If you don't know anything about kava, it's a Polynesian root that you grind up and you mix with water. And it has been in Polynesia for potentially thousands of years. It's, a, it's an old thing that um, they used for kind of ceremonial and also um, sort of ledger purposes. It, it's meant to be something where you know that brings people together. Um, you all take a, a shell of kava and chink them together and say bula and have it together like that. It's meant to be something to bring people together. It uh, has a kind of an effect, which is, I guess, a kind of a slightly warming effect. Uh, it just kind of makes you feel a, a, a nice. It's not particularly intoxicating. It's not like drinking alcohol. So the atmosphere in a kava bar is sort of like um, a cross between a regular bar and uh, a coffee house pretty chill in there um you get all sorts of different types of carver bars some of them are more like a club you know this sort of like black light and edm playing and some of them are more like a cafe this is one of the cafe type of ones it's it's super chill in there if you're looking for somewhere to i don't know maybe go and do some work on your laptop or go and have a chat with friends it's perfect for that kind of thing there's a foosball table in there if that's your jam or baby foot as they call it in france and uh yeah, Jim, the owner, is a really cool guy, and he has very kindly sponsored our podcast. So thank you very, very much for that, Jim. They also do a poker night in there. All sorts of things going on at Oasis Root Carver Bar. 561 Music is sponsored by Live Music Community. It's where we film the podcast that you're listening to right now, and it's also where I work. Gavin, Hector's son, was a student here for a long time, and 
In many ways, he's the musician he is today because of the teachers at Live Music Community. We taught him not only about his instrument, but also about being in a band, and his band, Unemployed Youth, accomplished a lot of goals, mostly band etiquette, how to work together, and all of the nitty-gritty that goes into being in a band on a day-to-day basis. The student signs up for lessons, learns their instrument, joins a real band, and decides the direction it goes in. And we can take people from very young age, you know, six or seven years old, all the way up to 80. You know, there's no age limit here. Um, We've run an adult program for people who want to be in a band as adults. But really, the main focus is on the on the kids and getting them playing together and in bands. Um, We are also a studio, a live stream venue, and we can record audio or video. The Killbillies live album, Warts and All, was recorded here. It was recorded during a live stream that we did during COVID. Justin had a great idea to record live streams during COVID. A ton of bands came in and it was a real success. Um, But outside of that, we can record albums. We can help you with your EPK and we have full audio visual capabilities here. LMC is in Palm Beach Gardens on the northwest corner of Military Trail and North Lake Boulevard. It's north of the gas station right before you get to North Lake on Military Trail. And if you go to livemusiccommunity.com, you have all the information you'll need right there. Thanks. So seeing as we were just talking about LMC, Ricky, have you got any advice for upcoming musicians? Um, I guess the only advice that, after everybody else's great advice, I think the only advice that I can think of is support other musicians. Yeah, it's great advice. Yeah, um, you know, like their posts. Yeah. Go to their shows if you can. Yeah. And don't feel bad if you can't make it to shows because you're playing all the time. That happens to me. So I'm more just talking to me at that point <laughs> in time. Um, but, uh, but yeah, but support your fellow musicians. Yeah, man. Because their success is always going to be your success. It's sure, absolutely man. true. And it, and it really ties into what we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. And that, um, you know, if we all bolster each other you know the whole thing goes up you yeah. know yeah, yeah no doubt about you, it i mean you can with enough people on each other's back you can definitely see it from space so yeah it it makes sense to help each other yeah no doubt about it man no yeah. doubt about it um so we were just watching <laughs> a hilarious uh clip of uh you animals on tour can you tell us a little bit about what was going on there yeah so that was um day six uh that was our first day off Right. Um, we had just played in Washington, D.C. the night before, and uh, we slept in a Denny's. Nice. And a Denny's parking lot. Okay. And then uh, the idea was the first day we were going to go and go see the monuments and everything like that. And so uh, Akilah was very excited about being American um, and uh, being born in the USA, even though he was the only one on that bus that was not born in the USA. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, then Dom really wanted to go to do a White House tour. So, you know, we went to that whole situation. But it, it just so happened that you go on the phone with the state representative is when Nikila turns everything on. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, he just went bananas. So that, that was like, it, it's Abandoned so funny. Like as we're, yeah, <laughs> as we're going through, like I was always like looking through to find a clip to play for the show. That was the day that, like, there's so much shit that happens in that one day alone because we're not playing a show. We're literally just going around and sightseeing. Yeah. That I was like, we could play this funny clip in the beginning and it's not going to give away anything for the rest of the day. That's Because right. uh, um, it's really hard because, like, there's some, like, towards the end of the dock, it gets wild. Yeah. Um, a lot of things happen. So, like, we've been wanting to try and show some of it. But we don't want to give away the farm with it. Yeah, so that was like, right. yeah. So that you got to see Akila at his 
at one of his finest. So what's it like being on the road uh, with, with the wild card, Mr. Akila? Um, Akila is the best, man. <laughs> he really is. He's like any situation that you're in, he could always find a way to make it better. He's Mr. Positive. Oh, that's uh, awesome. And uh, yeah, because I mean, it's we all have our you know different personalities, yeah. and uh, we all have our different roles. Yeah. And Akila is essentially to let the air out of the room. Oh, that's great. And which is great because that's exactly, especially for me, I'm a very, I mean, Justin knows now. I'm a very focused. I'm a very um, serious human being most of the time. Right. Yeah. Um, but those guys bring out the fun. In me, excellent, and have allowed me to be more fun as this experiment called the Shake has gone on. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah. Um, so, and then Dominic too. I mean, Dominic, Dominic's like, I don't know, Dom, Dominic's like my little brother almost. Oh, that's wonderful. Um, and uh, but yeah, but Akila, he's the oldest of all of us, and he's the youngest of all of us all at the same time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he's 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 insane. Nice. But tell us a little bit about the uh, about the documentary as a whole. I know uh, originally you guys set out with Justin to do. You know, a, a documentary or a rockumentary or whatever, whatever you want to call it. If you will. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, hour, hour and a half, you know, kind of, you know, movie, movie, if you will. Yeah. Um, and uh, and somewhere along the way, like you guys have realized you've had a lot of really good footage. And so are you still planning on doing, you know, cutting it, really cutting this down and leaving a lot on the on the cutting room floor, so to speak? Or are you going to maybe try to do episodes or, you know, shorter episodes and maybe release like, you know. One 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 day on the tour kind of thing episodes mm-hmm. you know things like that or you or you don't know yet. Um, so a, a decision made just moments ago. Okay. Um, what is it? Uh, we have decided that we are going to move away from the full movie format and go to a episodic. Okay. Um, as we're editing, we're realizing we're cutting out so much shit. Yeah. We're cutting out too much shit. Like Justin filmed for hours and hours each day. Yeah. So yeah, that's if awesome. each day we cut it down to thirty minutes. That's not going to be a movie. They're going to cut down every day to five minutes, right? And then you're going to then you want to put some musical performances in there and everything like that. It's like there's no way. Yeah. So as we're sitting there, we're like, we're just cutting out entirely too much shit. We need to do something different. And sometimes it takes watching something for a few minutes for the humor in a situation or the gravity of a situation to unfold. You know, mm-hmm. you can't you can't just sort of go and then this happened and then this happened. It doesn't. Yeah, you know, and that's what? essentially what it would be. It would be like this like robot chicken-esque type of situation where it's just like sliding through days and by the end of it you're just lost you have no idea what's going on Uh, I absolutely love the idea of episodes it it, it gives it like you know in in a world of reality TV or whatever it it really is like like a musical reality TV show I mean (laughs) as as much as I cannot stand reality television I understand that but um, I yeah we are now participating in a reality television show but most of America gets sucked into this I know but my wife being included you might be able to get it on Bravo well I mean who knows (laughs) you gotta get some drunk people some drunk women slapping each other and stuff like that would be great look I've seen some really really bad shit on Netflix so there's no way this cannot get on Netflix okay (laughs) I mean your your mouth so whoever pays the bill's ears Um, but uh, but yeah so we just made the decision to switch over to the episode the downside is then people will be expecting a season two. <laughs> How is that I a mean, downside? I mean, I I are fully planned on a season two, so oh, it, well, it there works you go. out. Yeah, so I mean, it's it's to be announced. That's uh, the one where uh, that's the one where the Killbillies and the Shake go on tour together. In I, I, Europe, absolutely, is that in yeah. Europe? Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. That's, that's it. Yes, Justin, pack your bags. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, no, I'm excited that we're doing the episodic because it's going to give us an opportunity. One of the things that me and Justin have been sort of going back and forth on was the live performances like we recorded like sort of the onus to all this was we recorded every set so we have full performances from every single show 
Um, so I cut out like certain songs that we did well and, and mixed the like like a small mix of the music and put them together with the video and mm-hmm. made it. And I've, I've put like the fire, the one for fire from North Carolina is on our Instagram. Um, the crumble down from uh, Pleasantville, New York is on our YouTube. But the idea was to try and put as much. And he was like, well, you know, we got to put the music performances. I'm like an hour and a half movie. That many musical performances. I'm like, I don't know. I, for me, I was like, I didn't make sense. I feel like I would bore the shit out of people. But now we're episodic. Every single episode, yeah. we could put a music performance. The only way yeah. that works, the only way that works, that many musical performances in an hour movie or an hour and a half movie, the only way that works is if you're literally releasing a concert movie. Yeah. And it's just clips and concert. It's just clips of, you know, like each song is clips from various performances with like one recording and then, mm-hmm. you know, going back and forth where that's the only way that works. Yeah. Which you could still do. I mean, we can do. And, and, and I think that the, the, the reality of it is that we don't really even like after filming it, after being there, after doing it, we really don't even know what it is. Yeah. So turning it to episodic is giving us an opportunity to let it just sort of be whatever it is. Sure. Yeah. I think that like like that was like the shake cast was like that. It wasn't really any purpose. Really. We didn't know what the fuck we were doing. We were just talking and people yeah. liked it. Yeah. Um, and that was it. So this is essentially the same thing. But now there's a camera. Which is terrifying. Which is terrifying. <laughs> They're absolutely terrifying. Um, but uh, but yeah. So I mean, now we're going to be able to put uh, live uh, live performances from each show in the episodes and everything like that. But for episode one, we are still going to do a full on premiere like we planned to do for the movie and everything like that. Great um, red carpet, so that red carpet, the whole everything. nine. No no limousines, tractors only. Um, was it, uh, yeah, we're just going to hang a ride everybody in. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, we're going to still do the the whole uh, um, the whole premiere and everything like that because that's like that was like my big thing. Yeah, and with the last guy who was doing, he's like, I don't know if our premiere is worth it. I'm like, well, fuck you, we're doing it because that I want to. I wanted, I love movies, love movies, and yeah. to be able to see something that I created in a movie theater on a movie screen, yeah, man, like nobody sit next to me, I will be crying. I'll be there. <laughs> I really hope so. I, yeah. I want you guys to do a live podcast from there. Oh, that's uh, such a great see, idea. I told you, I, I have to slow uh, myself sometimes. I have so yeah, many ideas. Easy, easy um, part. Was it a, but, but yeah, but it, like I, I want that because once again, goes back to the same thing, like being there and that live experience of all yeah. of it. It's just going to be so much better. Yeah. And then after that, we'll just do the weekly thing or bi-weekly depending on how we plan on it. Do that thing too where... Uh, Justin gets up at the, the front. You, you and Justin get up at we the front. We do this, yeah, the Q&A. I yeah, thought about yeah, that. Yeah, I actually yeah. thought about it would be really cool if we played. Oh, Like yeah. in the theater. Like that yeah. would be like another like checkbox for me. But that would be cool. I think we're giving away too much. <laughs> um, I actually haven't even spoken about this. I just, that, that was just like off the top of my head. But, um, but yeah, no, like a Q&A would be fun. Yeah, yeah, man. yeah, absolutely. Maybe you guys can do like a recap podcast every week after the episodes. No, no, no. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Now we're getting way too bravo. We're we could make a film about the film. <laughs> See, now, now you're starting to get it. Like, like the way that we talked about this doc the entire time, it was like the film, the movie, the sequel, Lost in New York. It was like all of this crazy shit that we were trying to figure out how to be able to market it in any weird way. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. but you've now you will enjoy this documentary if that's your thought process. Yeah. It's right. insane. Yeah. It's absolutely insane it's ridiculous it's nonsensical um but it's it was our lives for two weeks yeah but that's yeah. the best that's the best stuff to watch man yeah. nobody wants there's, to watch there's really like like that's funny but there's really like beautiful moments in it too um you know i go back and and see my family yeah a family i haven't seen in years i never travel oh, up wow. to new york anymore Akila sees 
old parts of his past. Joe sees old parts of his past. Yeah. I don't think Dom- Dominic drinks a lot of liquid death. That's basically all he does. Justin <laughs> lays a golden egg. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, you're getting it. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, but I think that I think if you're going into it thinking that you're just going to be laughing the entire time, that's there. It's always going to be there because uh, humor, laughter, sheer enjoyability has always been a part of the, the program. Yeah. yeah. But there is there is this something beautiful that happened while we were on this trip that I did not expect. Yeah. And uh and it's amazing. And like watching some of the clips back of cer- certain things is like it's emotional. It really was. Yeah. And it was emotional being there in the moment and then reliving it again. I mean like it's it's incredible. I'm so glad that we did it. I'm so glad that Justin came, and yeah, I'm man. so excited for everybody to actually see it. No, it That's feels awesome. great to know that, that all this is going on, but and because it's just like you know we've been talking about, it's just just keep adding to the pile of you know staying busy and doing awesome stuff for for music down here and making a big stink and just putting stuff out content you know that's it it's all about just trying to be able to stay relevant in some sort of way yeah that's it (laughs) it's just like all just clamoring for relevance (laughs) so is dominic uh sponsored by liquid death now not yet but after (laughs) after the doc who knows yeah he definitely gets enough time with it i think we had like 18 boxes yeah i know we literally had like 18 cases and i think i had one i think justin had one and then outside of that, he drank about 18 cases. Uh, and then that went out buying more as the time went on. Wow. Yeah. No, he's, he's got a problem. <laughs> it's a water problem. He's the problem. most hydrated motherfucker on that whole trip. Maybe he pees he more spent, than I do. Oh, no, my a, Lord. I say he spent three-fourths of the time in the bathroom. No, right? I was going to say, yes. We had to dump out more than normal because of all of his liquid death. <laughs> so um, talking of Long Live the Scene and it being a recording project, you have some gear that you use to record this stuff with, don't you? Yeah. So could we take a look at it? Mm-hmm. Justin, if you wouldn't mind. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So this is actually the second generation of this system. So originally I had a Soundcraft UI-16 that sat where that um, Zoom is now. And the Soundcraft UI-16 was essentially our in-ear monitoring system. Right. So uh, the two blocks above that in the the snake, I mean the snake, in the uh, road case are Behringer splitters. So the two A-channel Behringer splitters, and the top one is our in-ear monitoring system. Don't ask me what what it is, the in-ear monitoring system. I bought it off Facebook, and it still works. That's all that matters. Yeah, um, yeah. It doesn't have a brand on it. It just says wireless. So, and you're setting then, this up every time you play now. So, so the reason why I say second generation, so what I had to do when we were on tour is I had a different – um, I had a different mixer. It was a version of that Zoom, but it was a tabletop one. Right. And um, I had to essentially plug it in every show. I'd have to go there and set up and route oh, the yeah, snake. Okay. It was a big pain in the ass. So I wound up buying that Zoom, the Zoom L20R. So it's a rack system. It's a 20-channel um, uh, PA system. It has uh, six auxiliary outputs, and it also records individual tracks to an SD card on it. Wow. So, so now, you can use that just as a PA and while recording as well. It can record. You can use it as a PA. You can record. It also, if you see, it has the, the Firewire, yeah. that USB-C or whatever the hell that is. Um, so you can use it as an audio interface and you can record into it with an SD card. Is Firewire one of those words that Americans find hard to say, like the rural juror? Firewire? <laughs> oh, no, firewire. you can say no, that. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's an easy one. I was like, 
I never thought about it that way. But I guess if you say anything enough to like coupon, 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 eventually yeah. it starts sounding like a sound. It's like a word. Yeah. Anyways, um, so yeah, so uh, the Zoom uh, L12 is the one that I was using before that, and it is the best purchase I've ever made in my entire life. Okay, and yeah, this wow. one only just made it better. So now I don't have to worry about plugging or unplugging anything. Everything goes in through the Zoom. Yeah. So everything plugs into. You can see everything. I'm I'm a big stickler on uh, on. Um, labels. Labels. Yeah. I have to have everything labeled. So everything's labeled down there for, for all the uh, all the mics and everything like that. And I have a couple of extras. And one side through the splitter goes out to a snake, which will go to the house. Yeah. And then the other side goes into the, the mixer, um, into the Zoom. So the side that goes out to the house, obviously um, – that they get clean mics signals, just like we did. You you guys saw the process when yeah. we played with you guys. I was going to say, I thought you did such a great job of it. And the sound guy who was there, he had you know virtually no problems, just kind of routing everything through it. You, you know, it just worked. It was really cool. Yeah, I, I was very impressed. It was. It's a. It's a nice system in like routing the routing the the mics out. All the mic. All the. Uh, snake sides are la- labeled. Yeah. So it literally says like guitar, vocals, but baseball, everything like that. But I usually sit with the sound guy and I'm like, all right, we're, I, I, most of the time, I never go and just hand them. Like that was the idea was just to be like, here you go. But I, I can't do that. So I go, where do you put your guitar vocals? Like this vocals, like, oh, boom, boom, boom. And I put it all together for him. And it just yeah. gives them a clean signal so they can do whatever they want. So the house is theirs. Yeah. And then the other side goes into the Zoom. Now on the Zoom, every single channel has, uh, Every single channel has a, a gain function. Every single channel can get um, uh, phantom power. Yeah. It's a beautiful, beautiful piece of equipment. Um, it's also digital. But the one thing about this being digital as opposed to most digital mixers, most digital mixers run on Wi-Fi. This one runs on Bluetooth. Yeah. So okay. no dropouts, no interruptions. It's incredible. Yeah, that's really cool. And I'm glad to see Zoom making good stuff these days because they, there was a bit of a dip there, you know, but now they've just really come back strong. So a whole load of great Zoom products out this there. This is, I found the I found out about the L12 on YouTube. I bought it on a whim and that's what we did the Shakecast with. We literally, because we, we just plug into it, record everything individually yeah. and it goes into individual tracks and the SD card, you literally just put in your computer and you have all the individual tracks and as long as you watch the gain, then you're fine. Yeah, and uh, it's it's incredible. It's really like changed everything. That's fantastic. So I started setting that up, and um, once I started doing that, I realized I had other bands, and now I'm just like every show. Uh, like if you want to be on Long Live the Scene, book a show with the Shake. Yeah, be on the same show, it's or really sometimes cool. when I play with Dominic too, same thing. Um, yeah. like Keep Flying, I was playing with Dominic, so we were able to record the whole entire show. And um, yeah, so it's so it's nice that I got you know when we play with you guys, I yeah. played recorded your whole set and everything like that. You know, it reminds me a little bit of whenever you buy a new instrument, all of a sudden you've written a new song. It's like you bought this piece of gear, and it's just like all of, now all this stuff is happening because you know just just really from that you know yeah. deciding to do it. Yeah, I mean the the original L twelve um, was a game changer for us for when I bought it, we were using it as a writing tool. Yeah. So we would record all of our practices. Yeah. And then at, I would go home and I'd listen to practice. Yeah. It was very annoying because <laughs> they were long. I'd listen to practice and I'm like, okay, well, I like we're working on the song and I would just cut pieces and I'd piece the songs together. Yeah. And then I'd send them to the guys. I'm like, all right, this is the way we should try. So the next time we go into practice, the we the song would be done. Boom, done. That's why we were That's cranking really cool. out songs so easily. Yeah. Because we were literally recording everything. Um, and then it came to the Shakecast, and we do the same thing. And then yeah. I have the individual tracks. So I can be able to mix and put them on for the podcast. Yeah. Um, and then when we did Two Port of Tour, I was like, I want to record all the shows because we're obviously going to be doing that for the movie. And also the last guy that was filming, it was like, um, that's kind of stupid. We won't need all those tracks. Oh, and I was yeah. like, oh, okay. 
good thing we did it because uh, it gives us a another layer that we can be able to have individual mix tracks of all the songs that we're doing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you know, at the end of the day, when you when you're watching something like that, if you guys have all this all this amazing footage, but all you have is like crappy audio from from whatever yeah. recording device you know you're using, whatever camera at the time that's doing great you know video but mm-hmm. doing terrible audio. Nobody wants to hear that. No. Nobody wants no. to watch that. That's terrible. So now every live performance that you see in the documentary is going to be well mixed, well yeah. balanced. Yeah. The yeah. only yeah. thing you got to worry about is the wrong notes, and there yeah. are many, but, um, <laughs> but, but they're there. But still, the live performance. It's still it the is, live performance, but, the but live performance. mixed and sounding nice. Yeah. You know? And if you want to check out like one version of like you can go onto our Instagram at the Shake FL, and then you can see I put fire up there from North Carolina. Um, there's a part towards the end of the video where Justin's on stage and he goes behind us, and you can see there's no one there. It's, great. <laughs> it's beautiful. There's like a guy. <laughs> you know what? That the touring is like that. I mean, you'll you'll play a gig and you'll feel like rock stars because there's a bunch of people there. And then the next two shows, you'll be like, okay, that, but that we, did we even were we even there? That, <laughs> that, that, <laughs> that happened to us this summer. It was a couple of shows that we played that we were like, man, that was amazing. We got back to the Airbnb. We're like, oh, so people was so much fun. And then there was like. Where were we? A Mississippi or something? We played to like three people, and I think yeah, yeah. three people, including the bartender. Um, yeah. w- one of them was an extraordinarily racist old woman. Oh my gosh, <laughs> she was so Dude, bad, fantastic. She was so bad. <laughs> I think in the clip, she, I think she in the fancies clip, fancies Ben. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, that's I think in the clip, uh, you can actually see the bartender texting, just like <laughs> on, just like on her phone while while we were playing. Yeah, I mean, it, but that's that's the reality of it. Sure. I, I remember one time. Um, Sonic Boom Six were doing. I was. We were, we were doing a tour in the U.S. and uh, we played in Nashville. Nashville of all places, mm. and it wasn't three people at the bar. No one came. There was That's no the, one in there. Nashville. Yeah, and we just left. No one came. <laughs> were you playing like on the strip in Nashville? No, like, I don't, the here's the thing. At the time, I didn't live in the U.S. I didn't really know what was going on, um, and I, I I didn't know anything of. About Nashville or anything, I don't. I can't even. And and I was probably asleep in the van or whatever. I have no idea where we were. Fair. We were just in Nashville somewhere. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, that was. Uh, you were actually in Georgia. Yeah, I know, right? It was. <laughs> you were brutal. in Nashville, Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> People were like we're in Nashville, guys. <laughs> uh, sort of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess. <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, yeah, no, I mean, a, a tour can be. I think that's like part of the part of the thing that you kind of see in the documentary too is that like. There's nights where it's great, and there's nights where it sucks. Yeah, and yeah. Um, you know, like when we did the tour prior to that, our last night, our very last night, we had the best show the whole entire, um, the whole entire tour. Yeah, and it was nice. like a, a big crowd that cared, sang along with us, danced along with us, and everything like that. That's and, awesome to end the tour like that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, not on two port tour. No, no, no. That's not. The, it was the tour before that. Sure. When there was no cameras. Yeah. When when there's no one, there's no one to prove that it actually happened. That's yeah, when right. the best shit happens. It's like trying right. to do a kickflip. Yeah. Very similar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, the other thing that I wanted to touch on before we get into um, what's next is um, what's going on with you writing an entire album of rockabilly songs in one day? <laughs> um, yeah, this is like uh, I have had <clears> – <throat> we've had a very nice conversation. So um, I have had over the last two weeks have been – some of the hardest couple weeks that I've had. Oh, man. It has been, um, we just have been, a lot has been going on um, with the band and everything like that. And, um, you know, after we got back from tour, we had a great time and everything like that. But tour took 
a big chunk out of us financially. Oh yeah. And we have had we've been having a really hard time recovering sure. each of us. Yeah. Um and uh Aquila was hit the worst out of all of us and Aquila right. had a lot of uh, unfortunate things that's happened. Um right. and uh he's still the most resilient son of a bitch on the planet. Yeah. And uh, he's fine. <laughs> um but there was like moment where we, you know, things switch and we wind up having to cancel a bunch of shows. Uh. And canceling shows after being on two tours in a row, releasing two EPs in a year, and like just being on this, like, you know, yeah, you've been on a tear, man. Oh, it's been incredible. Yeah. yeah, having to dial back and cancel shows was depressing. Yeah, yeah, it was really, really bad. I feel it. And over the past couple of weeks, I've been in like this really bad funk, like hard oh, funk, mate. and it's hard. I mean, like you know, like playing is supposed to like. Playing music is supposed to like kind of get you out of it, but yeah. even that wasn't like I was like playing solo shows, and like when I play solo shows, like some people care, most people don't give a shit. I'm just background music in a I bar. Know what I do it myself? Yeah. So I mean, you know, there's sometimes where it's just like you just play a song, you end it, nobody responds, and you're like, all right, next song. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. But those, but compa- compounding that with everything that was going on, I was having a really really hard time. So um, the other day, I just I woke up, and my idea was I was going to go to the warehouse to be able to record guitars for the next Shake release. And I was like, we recorded the drums a while ago, but everything that was going on, I just haven't had the motivation to do it. I've just been, I've been really lazy about it, honestly. Yeah. Um, and uh, I had this like riff in my head. It was this strange little riff. And at 5 a.m. in the morning, I'm like going back and forth on it and everything like that. Finally, I go to the warehouse and I'm like, let me just lay down this song. Yeah. So I started laying down the song. I started writing and everything like that. And then all of a sudden, the song's done. And I bounce it and I send it to Rocky to put bass to. And as soon as I send this thing over, I start playing guitar and I'm like, well, there's another one coming. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it was like it was like showing up to the hospital when you're pregnant and them telling you in the hospital it's triplets. Yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, there's more? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. all of a sudden I wrote another one and then I recorded it. Then I bounce it and I sent it to Rocky and it happened again. Yeah. And then it was a third one. And then I went home and a fourth one. And then this morning, a fifth one. Oh, wow. And it's just like, so in a span of 24 hours, I wrote this this five-song rockabilly album. That's so cool. I um, really want to put some like saxophone on it. Is there any so, space for that? So next week, me and Rocky are going to get together. I haven't told him this yet, but we're doing it. Um, we're going to get together and do a proper recording. I was able to demo out three of the tunes, and then the other ones are just like voice memos on my phone. But I like... I put like a condenser microphone just in front of the drum set, played the drums, went over, played the guitar, did the vocals, sent him the the tracks to do the bass and everything like that. And the three songs that I was able to demo, I was like, these were some of some of the best songs that I've read. Like I said to him, like if these were the last songs that I wrote ever, I'd be happy. Good lord! It was it was like it was an experience. Yeah. And honestly, if anybody else likes them, I don't really give a shit. Yeah. It was just like something, and then. And then it, it was, hit a vein. It was, I don't know what it was. It was so, it was so, it was the most alive that I have felt oh, man. In, a, in a month, a month yeah. or two. Yeah. And uh, it was just fantastic. Like I felt like super connected with my music again. Yeah. And like when you become detached from your music, the only thing that is ever like, I mean, music has been the only thing that I've had continuing through every moment of my life sure so yeah. like it's the only thing that's really been the mainstay it's my it's the it's the one thing that no matter what if everything else goes away that's the one thing i've always had yeah so when i felt disconnected from that it it felt like i don't know it was just, it was just the worst feeling yeah but prior to me um stopping drinking um there was a couple of years where 
I was I I I wasn't feeling it anymore. And then I was like, well, if I'm not feeling this, what am I? You know? Yeah, it's it's a um, it's a crisis of self worth. It's a crisis of identity. Yeah. You just you don't you don't feel human. Yeah, yeah. Because it's the only thing. It's like it's just it's it's just as real as the yeah. as the as the the blood you bleed. Yeah, yeah. And if you feel like if you feel like at any moment in time you'd cut yourself open and nothing came out, yeah, like yeah. how would that feel? Yeah, and that's yeah. exactly what it's like when you just feel completely empty because that's the only thing that the only thing that has ever given you comfort is this this thing. Yeah, yeah. So when I tapped into it, it was just like the fucking floodgates open and I wrote this music and it was it was honestly it was once again your guys fault listening to uh, the Killbillies uh, uh, uh. constantly for the past couple of weeks. Um and I know that you watch Wednesday. Yeah. So uh also I've been watching the the Wednesday dance on Facebook it's popping up. I'm watching it, but I've been watching it without sound for some odd reason. Right. I just like enjoyed the dance. I was like, this is really interesting. I don't know what it is about Jenna Ortega. It's really good. So then we watched the show, and then I finally heard the song that was playing, and it was Goo Goo Muck from The Cramps. Yeah. And I'm guessing that the incredible amount of times that I've listened to your guys' album and the, this Goo Goo Muck coming into my life all of a sudden, like I love The Cramps. It was just like this thing sparked. Oh wow! And uh, and it just awesome. it just made this thing. So That's now, um, I uh, so we're I, I demoed out the the three tunes. I have two more, and then so next week we're gonna um, put together like a proper recording of it and do it the same way. Like I'm go- I want to I have the L12 audio interface. I'm gonna have a condenser microphone set up for vocals, a microphone on an amp, a microphone on the drums, and everything yeah. will be single mic in the room. What we get from the room is what we get. It's yeah. like old school fucking the way it should be. Yeah. yeah. Instead of all the individual mics and the processing and all that stuff like that, like the, the the drums that I got on this demos, I loved. It was just a single condenser mic. I put a little tiny little bit of reverb, a little bit of EQ, and some slapback delay on it. It's great. Chunky like it's so great. And it was just like a really really cool experience to like sort of like go back in time to like when recording was much simpler yeah like back i was explaining to justin earlier so then on top of that i uh do started doing research and i started to realize that like a lot of the music that i loved when i was a kid was all like i grew up on 50s music yeah and it was all this shit yeah and as i'm listening to it i'm like fucking buddy holly and richie valens and elvis and i'm like my god like this is the stuff i listened to when i was a kid like there has to be some reason this is happening yeah so it's like this weird epiphany with it um, and so going through and researching a bunch about rockabilly, I loved, I loved being able to, to dive into actually researching the genre and the yeah. artists and everything. Facebook popped up this rockabilly festival that was happening right. uh, like uh, uh, on the other side of Florida. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. So I made a fake band and I put the song on there and I sent it over to the festival and they got back to me and they're like, we love it. We'll get back to you by the end of the day if we have a set time for you. Oh, wow. So I might have, to, I might need a band. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was just like this really weird thing that it, it, I don't know why that genre, I don't know why that time, I don't know why the, the well, subject I, I matter. I love Rockabilly. I love uh, it. Do, do you remember that band um, Sweet Chariots? Mm-hmm. Do you remember that, that? So they were a band, sadly one of the members um, passed away a few years ago, but they were, this, uh, the circuit that the, the Killbillies and them basically played a lot of the same shows back in the day and they were a really really good um, local rockabilly band and um, and 
every now and again I play sax for them and I play sax on the raps. I'll see if I can dig out an album to play you because they're, they're really awesome. And um, I've, I've always been a big Rockabilly fan. You know, Kilbilly isn't really Rockabilly, but it's got a little bits here and there. You know? yeah. the, so the, the second tune I wrote is called um, New Times, New Issues, and it's very, very Kilbilly's. Oh, cool. like, it was like It was like a song that I'm listening to and I'm like, this is something that I could hear that you guys write. That's awesome. Um, but but also too, a thing about rockabilly is that rockabilly is like twelve bar blues. Yeah, I don't know the twelve bar blues, so right. I'm I'm sort of just winging it yeah. for the most part. Um, so it's just like it's like me, but it's also this genre. It like takes from what I listened to when I was a kid, but also what uh, what's influencing me now. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. It's just like the most musically expressive I felt like I've been in a long time. That's so cool, and I think there's something about like musical uh, genre naivety that that kind of lends itself to 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 making something that sounds more authentic than mm-hmm. someone who knows it really well. You know? Yeah, no, I, and that's why. Like, I think if I was like a studied rockabilly guy i would have made these decisions based on that yeah but i didn't yeah, i was just yeah. like i kind of like this do 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 i kind of do i like the shuffle yeah like the yeah. the one song that i did that sounds like you guys is like i just played with brushes it was just like oh, a train cool. the entire time yeah yeah and it's like i i knew those i know it's like these like small little bits and yeah. then i just wrote songs around some of the parameters that i already knew were there yeah nice it sounds really interesting yeah, man. It sounds super cool so um as lo- what's long live the scene got um got coming up what's what's what what's next um so long of the scene uh right now uh we're just at the volume one uh when this episode drops we'll have pre-orders for we'll have orders for um the cassette tape and then with the cassette tape uh there is obviously if you have a cassette player you can play it uh i have not had the opportunity to listen to it on a cassette yet um but billy does a really really good job like he goes in and like dubs it to like a sample tape and then listens to it and then goes back into his computer and like re-EQs to, 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 to make sure that it gets the right parts and then redubs it until it's right and then dubs everything. And he dubs everything like in real time. It's not like a, not like a CD where you just like drop it on a file and it yeah. burns. He has to listen to this shit. Yeah. over and over again I give him a lot of credit for the patience he had to like to go through this so he yeah. basically masters it for the cassette yeah yeah, that's yeah essentially awesome. so yeah. he goes through and does that so I mean it's a, it's a long arduous process to go through that whole entire yeah, thing yeah that's but, cool um, but yeah but the cassettes will be live um, the website will be live and then uh, Long Live the Scene Volume 2 uh, is already the artists have been chosen uh, the lineup has been picked uh, we just haven't gotten to the point of mixing it yet but yeah. that probably won't come out until um, yeah, probably like February be like March okay. or something like that cool. for a little time. And then I have like a couple other ideas of other things I want to release inside of Long Live the Scene um, that uh, that will come up later in the year that we can talk about. It's uh, really awesome. It's a really, really exciting project. And it is very much in the spirit of what we're doing here. Yeah. And the whole thing just makes me feel warm and fuzzy inside. Yeah, Respect, I mean, man. It's, Respect. it's honestly, like I said, it, it, if it wasn't for you guys, this tape would not be sitting on this table. Yeah, uh, so you awesome. guys, you guys gave me the, uh, you guys gave me the the idea to to fall in love with the scene the way I did. Look at that! Long live the scene. You brought a, uh, a calendar or something with you too, didn't you? That yeah. So, um, so we've been doing a lot with the shake uh, over yeah. the past year, and uh, so, uh. With how many shows we were playing and everything like that, the one thing that we need to worry about is that real life is 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 you know something. So we need to make sure that we take care of ourselves uh, before the band. Yeah. So we have sort of shifted. So 2023 is going to be a content heavy as opposed to a show heavy year. Um, but with that, 
uh, requires time and planning. And uh, so, yeah, so I, I brought it. Uh, I essentially we got together and we created a release calendar for the entire year. Um, and uh, it's it's relatively insane. <clears throat> but uh, but we haven't talked about any of the shit yet. So this is all brand new. Um, so nobody knows about any of this stuff. Right. So the uh, so we're going to end out the year. Our last show um, is at uh, Matthews Brewing, December 30th. Then the next show we play uh, is going to be uh, at, at Matthews again on uh, January 14th. And that's when we were going to release the first part of our album. What, a lot of people have been like, are you guys going to do an album? Are you guys going to do an album? Dominic Delaney's been up my ass about an album. Right. I always didn't want to do it. Joey Calderreo showed me the way. Um, he did a bunch of singles, and then he compiled them into an album at the end of the year. Yep. Motherfucker's brilliant. So I was like, I'm going to steal your idea, sort of. Not like he's the only one that did it, but he's the one that I saw that I paid attention to, and I respect him very much. So the first part of it is going to come out. Um, it's called Why Winter Why, and each of these releases are going to have three songs. Um, probably Summer Friends is going to have a couple more because that's going to be a fun one. But uh, the idea is that each of them are going to have three songs, um, and then they'll culminate with the album. So uh, on January 14th, we'll release Why Winter Why. Um, the next release we're going to have is uh, February 24th, and that is going to be our live show from San Antonio. It's called Wrong Notes and Relivable Moments. <laughs> um, and uh, we, when we played in San Antonio, the Starlighter, after the show, the owner was like, by the way, I recorded your whole set. I was like, I love you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so then he gave me the stems. So we're having the mix right now, and then that's going to go out, Wrong Notes and all. It's San Antonio is a cool place. Dude, this place I played, Starlighter, fucking yeah. incredible. Yeah, yeah. Did you go to San Antonio? If you plan on going to San Antonio, I'd highly recommend this place. Um, you guys probably get bigger places. But, yeah, so that's going to be from um, uh, Wrong Notes and Relivable Moments. And then the next release will be in March, March 11th. We're going to release the second part, uh, What Spring Can Bring, which is uh, going to be another three songs um, that will lead up to the album. Then in uh, we have an unreleased, uh, untitled project release that's going to be coming out in May. Can't talk about that yet, um, but uh, it'll be fun. Cool. And, uh, so that's on the docket. Um, and then uh, 520, we're going to release all of the songs that we recorded for the documentary. So every right. song that's going to be in the documentary um, is going to be on uh, an EP. Um, and that, uh, I don't even it's so small, I can't even read it. It is called, hold please, um, Broken Barely Making It. Yep. Okay. Um, so that's going to come out. And then uh, June 11th, which is my birthday, is going to release the third part of the album, the final part before the actual album comes out. It's called Summer Friends. This is going to be the first time that we do, uh, aside from Broke, the first time we do a full features EP. Cool. So every song on there will feature artists from our local scene. Nice. Um, you're getting a call. Uh, <laughs> it, uh, yeah, so that's, uh, that's going to be... Um, that's going to be a lot of fun. That's the one that I'm really, really excited about because we don't ever bring other people into our songs. Yeah. So aside from that one song, and I remember after we released Dominic, a lot of people were like, oh, you know, like, you know, we could do a feature and everything like that. I was like, oh, no, we don't do that. But for this album, we will. It's um, a really good idea. Yeah. So that's going to be Summer Friends, and that's going to be, uh, it's going to be, I can't wait for that one. Yeah. And then the next one on there is actually, um, uh, if, if it's okay if we talk about this but uh, I came up with this idea and this is going to be a long live the scene release that we're a part of um, and it's called the Mockingbird series and the idea is essentially to um, find two bands in our local scene that are two different genres mm -hmm. and have them cover each other's songs yeah yeah um, so I spoke to you about it yeah yeah and you agreed it. so the so uh, 
Um, August 12th, uh, the first of the Mockingbird series, Mockingbird series volume one, will feature the Shake and the Killbillies yeah. uh, covering each other's songs. So you're going to cover one of the Shake songs, and we're going to cover one of the Killbillies so songs. So cool. I can't wait. I can't fucking wait. Yeah, yeah. I, can't, I don't even yeah. care about recovering your song. I can't wait to hear what the hell you guys do with ours. <laughs> so stoked. Um, and, then, uh, and then we roll into October. In October, uh, Untitled Halloween Special is what's listed up there. Um, when we were writing this album, uh, Disney had released the um, Werewolf by Night special. I don't know if you saw it. I know you yeah, saw it. Yeah. And uh, me and Hector were talking, and he's like, dude, you should do like a black and white, like old school horror film for a music video. Yeah. And I was like, dude, you should direct it. Oh, wow. <laughs> and he said yes. That's so so cool. um, on October 20th, our untitled Halloween special will have a name by then. And that, that is will be so up Hector's Hector, alley. Hector Diaz, uh, his directorial debut. It will be a short horror film and music video for one of our songs. And it will yeah. be terrible. Now, 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 Hector's, uh, now Hector's Halloween docket has gone up by one more thing. Oh. Hector is a busy man around Halloween. Yeah. You're going to be even busier then. <laughs> um, and then 11-11, uh, 2023 is when the actual album, The Longest Fall of All, is going to be out. And uh, what essentially is going to be is why winter, why, what spring can bring, and summer friends are all going to get compiled into this final bit with a couple extra tunes, and will be our first full-length album. Excellent. Um, and uh, that will be the, the first time we ever put that many songs on, on an album. And it, it originally was going to be 12, and now it's looking like it's probably going to be like around 15, 16 songs. Yeah. So amazing. I'm pretty stoked about that. Um, and then everybody kept asking us about this because we're such goofy assholes. So I figured finally we'd do it. Um, and that means that December 15th, we will release the very first Shake Christmas album. There you go. There and, you go. Uh, BFD have got got a really awesome one. Yeah. So it would be interesting to see how you box against their badass Christmas album. Yeah, so uh, it, it's going to be interesting because I know that we're going to have to cover a couple of tunes just to be able to do some standards our way. Yeah. Um, but then I've already gotten on writing a couple of original Christmas songs. Excellent. And That's also, <laughs> uh, one of the things that I really wanted to do was Carol of the Bells is like a really big popular song. Yeah. And it's an instrumental. Yeah, yeah. There can be others. Yeah. So we're writing a Christmas instrumental as well. That's awesome. Um, and uh, yeah, we already started getting the ball rolling on that type of stuff so that we're all prepped and ready. But um, I think one of the things that we wanted to focus on was less shows this year and more more stuff, yeah. Yeah. more content. Um, also, with January, we're going to be bringing the Shake cast back. That's going to be turning into a weekly thing. And then when we do the documentary, when we release that week to week, we're going to be doing recap podcasts as well. And then It's so great to see so much forward planning because what happens when you stick some stakes in the dirt and just kind of aim at things is things happen. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a great idea. Yeah. And, and all I'm thinking when I'm looking at this is, all right, I'm going to plan out what we're doing next year. <laughs> right. but, but, but that's great. But it, like, and that's the whole thing. That, is, that is, is exactly the reason why I think Long Live the Scene is important is because I saw a band like Zipper or I saw a band like Billy Doom is Dead and I, I said to myself, I got to go to work. Yeah. I got to get to work. Yep. And if everybody can be able to find that all the time, you're exactly right. It was the, the scene would be yeah. huge. The ska yeah. punk scene in the in the UK in the 2000s. It was exactly that. It was it was friendly competition. It was like you you know you play a show, you get trounced by a band or something, and you think to yourself, okay, what did they do that we didn't do? And mm -hmm. then you just get better and better like that. You know, yeah. it absolutely happens. It, it's it's about doing a really good magic trick and then immediately turning around and telling all your friends how you did it. Yeah, that's that's essentially what it is. Because yep. I mean, like if it, you know, like Joey. I don't know if he actually went on and talked about how he put 
it together. I'm blurry about Joey for a second. Joey's Joey's brilliant. And I, I said when I saw him at the Billy Doom is Dead, that was the first time I really had like a real face face conversation with him. And I said to him, I said, "Listen, man, like nobody gives you enough credit for all the shit you do on TikTok. Oh yeah, and all, oh, stuff, like, all, the all time, that stuff, man. man. I do not have the fucking patience for that. So for him much to content. have that patience to be able to do that. And then on top of it, he does these features. And I don't know if this is purposeful or whatever. I hope it is. But he does these features of these these artists, and these artists sing on the hooks, and that's basically it. So yeah. people tune in to listen to his songs." And for this artist, maybe, and they hear basically all Joey. It's fucking brilliant. Yeah. And then he takes all the singles and compiles them onto an album at the end of the year. I was like, I, I just, but that type he's of thing inspired, is. He's inspired, I agree. He, he I, is. I, I, I'm always watching what he's doing and, and um, with with a mixture of sort of or an admiration and, you know, like a little sort of sliver of jealousy because he knows what he's doing. And, oh, totally. Uh, yeah. if, you, if you don't turn around to an artist and say, fuck you, man, yeah, yeah, then yeah. it's not really working. And I yeah. think about that with you guys, too, is like I, when I watched you guys play that full set and there were some like choices you make, songwriting chords harmonies where i'm like fuck you guys (laughs) but i but i love that like i want i want to be able to give that to more people yeah but i feel like that doesn't happen on a record it happens it happens live yeah 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 yeah. and that's why the beauty of the live performance is is the the heart and soul of music in general yeah yeah absolutely especially you know now more than ever now with the the sort of you know the i mean it's happened a long time ago now but you know the death of the record industry and everything mm-hmm. like that it's just live has become the it's become the it's medium it. it's yeah. the only thing because it's entirely too easy to go on there for anybody to be able to record their song and make it sound good yeah, yeah. you listen to it also you go on to spotify now there's ai they'll do it everything yeah. and it's like it's totally it's so like but the the computer can't play it live yeah. All you could do is press a button, and it could, all it could do is replicate what it's already on the internet. Yeah. But but the the wrong notes are the best parts of the songs. Exactly. That's They're why I left them in on the record. Exactly. Yeah, so yeah. that's why you leave them in the so record. I play all the best. Parts. Yeah, you hear all the best parts. <laughs> now, I said to him actually is like I actually like heard being able to uh, have you guys individually on uh, on the um, on the live thing. I was able to. Like, oh, interesting. I can listen to certain parts, like listen to just the banjo or listen to just the harmonies. Yeah. And. Uh, he had my favorite harmonies. Oh yeah, out of the entire sings like an angel. It's incredible. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. it's I don't hear it in the full mix as much. Yeah, but when I was able to, ju- I'd listen to like say like Josh's song. Fuck Josh's song. <laughs> um, but I listen to Josh's song and to listen to just the vocals, and it's just like this like beautiful chord happening oh, wow. and then cool, it, it's man. being able to pull it's that so awesome, your, your attention to detail and your diligence when it comes to music is astounding thank you i just think it's amazing. i just I, I fucking love it yeah, yeah i love it and i know a lot of other people do too oh yeah and i know people care about it just as much as i do yeah, yeah. so i just want people to show it more yeah. yeah he sent me a text and was like uh like probably just a couple of days after the show he sent me a text and he said he was a screenshot of of uh you know his daw and he goes isolating Hector's vocals? Yes, please. I'm like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I had a lot of fun listening to it and like listening to the listening to the timbre of all your voices together and like what like James, what James' voice brings yeah. to the, to the, yeah. to the harmonies and like the, it's incredible. It really is. Well, and like, I'll tell you when I, when I first joined Killbillies, you know, for me, there was, you know, there was, there was this whole learning curve. I was playing an acoustic bass and then eventually the standard bass. And so there was this whole learning curve for me. But 
one of the things that I brought to the table almost right away was was that that third harmony vocal. You mm-hmm. know, they always yeah. just did the two harmonies, <laughs> and I, I was like, I, it's I just I just changer. love singing harmony. Do you remember like, when I used to like lean over and just say all googly eyed? And that was the funny thing. I like it was like I just love doing harmonies, mm-hmm. and so um, you know we would be playing a show. And, you know, once I would get comfortable with a particular song, I'd start thinking about, okay, now what can I do with the harmonies, right? Mm-hmm. And so we plan a show live, and suddenly I'd break out with, like, a harmony on a particular line or something, and I'd look over at Ben, like, like are you okay with it? Like, I wasn't sure. I didn't I want to step on anybody's toes either, yeah. you know? And I'd look over Ben, and Ben was like a little kid, man, grinning from ear to ear. Because it puts a he's whole like, new yeah. level to it. <laughs> yeah. It puts a whole new level to it. And my dad used to harp on that shit all the time. He's like, the harmonies, the harmonies. And I was like, fuck you, dad. And then now, like, it's the it's what makes it. You can have the biggest dog shit piece of music, but if the harmonies are good, yeah. it catches you. I love yeah. it. You can't help it's it. It's my favorite part of playing. Kobo. There's something angelic the about but yeah. also some, tenor sax. There's something primal. Something primal about harmonies. I don't know what it is. It just, it just touches you in your soul. It's, it's weird, but like tenor sax, trombone yeah. Yeah. are the two instruments that have the closest uh, sound to the human voice. Yeah. So that's why like when people hear a tenor sax, they immediately get wet. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's just like it's just something that happens. Yeah. Um, and voices together have that same type of thing. Yeah. In, in, but I don't like large amounts like choirs and stuff like that. That doesn't do anything for me. Right. But three people yeah. can can blow your socks off. Yeah. And, and and that's and like listening to your songs, just the vocals was incredible to be able to really like listen to what yeah. you guys are doing. Yeah. And I had the opportunity to do something that nobody else has the opportunity to do except for you guys. Yeah. I think cool. it would be really cool to uh you know, to have you have you consult and help us with the next record because um just the fact how much you care you can't buy that you know <laughs> you can't buy that kind of care it's you someone's either going to do it or they're not you can't pay someone enough money to 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 care to give like a shit that, really you know yeah. so you know i'm i'm going to be talking to you about i mean that. i would love <laughs> i love to be i love to be a part of anything that you guys do i think that you guys are are inspiring musicians and inspiring people as well especially for the scene and and of, i mean i don't speak for everybody but i speak for everybody in saying thank you for what you have done so far and what you will continue to do because obviously yeah, right there's going to be much more yeah. coming from here but uh but yeah but just know that this podcast has has brought this on and and other people will copy it and i pray they do yeah me too and that's you know i i, I can't remember that there was some kind of conversation relating to this sometimes someone sort of mentioned oh you know there's that there's good you know copycat things about it. and i'm like oh thank thank god you know that's like the whole point yeah what is it yeah. imitation is the greatest form of flattery hey, absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah. keep steal Take yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Take it. You, you want the password? I'll give you the fucking password. You it, want to do it? Exactly. I just want everybody to make care. Make the website better. That's it. Please, for the love <laughs> of God, make the website better. I just want everybody to care just as much as I do. And I, and I want I want everybody to help everybody else out. And I think that there's enough people now that sort of get it. Yeah. But it's like it's you guys did it for a while. Now I'm hopping. Now it's the two of us. Yeah. Or three, four of us, whatever the fuck. Um, what is it? Uh, but, you know, now it's us and then somebody else will hop on and then somebody yeah, else will hop yeah, on. And then that, that's sure. how it's built. I mean, it's, you know, they say Rome wasn't built in a day, but yeah. it's, it's, this is already here. Yeah. It's already here. It's just about uncovering it. It's, it's already yeah. there. That's yeah. really what it comes down to. I mean, we haven't done anything to build anything that isn't already here. We've literally just pulled, just spotlighted pulled, it. pulled back the curtain and showed you the man behind the curtain. Like, that's it. That's mm-hmm. all yeah, we've done. Yeah. No, but it's yeah. incredible. And, and it, it for me, for me, it's been completely eye-opening. And uh, and like I said, it, it's created my love affair with the scene. That's, a, that's awesome. That's the biggest compliment. And, um, and I know you mean it by the way that 
you can see it in your eyes, oh, and, it means, and it means a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thank you. Yeah, man. Well, what have we got coming up? Anything? Well, yeah. On a, on, a, on a side note, before we get to that, I just wanted to mention to you uh, that uh, you know you were talking about Joey, and Joey is actually going to come on the podcast next week, That's and we're right. going to talk about his Chasing Constellations uh, album. No shit. And uh, most importantly, we're going to ask him where the fuck he got an astronaut suit from. Yeah, I, I saw that today. I was like, what did, what did you sew that yourself? I know. That's, so a, that's a pretty. That's, that's a pretty badass. That's costume. that's marketing right there. Man. Well, then I thought to yeah. myself, I was like, wait. Is he the guy on the photo? Was that an actual like uh, for a second? Oh, I was yeah. like, did he? Did he just? Oh, I didn't is, put that is together. Is it him? And then he just like photoshopped himself. And is like, he no, actually but it's like, an astronaut? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> did he's he a fucking alien? Go yeah. to the moon and take that photo? <laughs> Whoa! Wow, we've been here for too long. <laughs> it's now actually. Uh, it's, and it's, the show's been released. Uh, the show should have been released uh, twelve minutes ago. <laughs> um, now, what do we have going on? Kill Billies. We have uh, fr- Friday me. night. We are playing at O'Shea's. Yeah, that's right. And uh, that's going to be a really good time because O'Shea's is always a really good time. But also, it's my birthday weekend. Yeah, so uh, yeah, my birthday's not till Sunday, but we'll celebrate all weekend. I'm fine with that. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh. So yeah. So Friday we're playing O'Shea's. Uh, Saturday we're playing Carson's. Yep. Yep. And Carson's, so Carson, I actually met in O'Shea's. That's how I got us the gig oh, years and years funny. ago. That's funny. Yeah. Um, and, uh, he's a good, he's a good guy, man. I love, I love Carson and I love playing in his tavern. And do you guys have square grouper this week or did you have it last week? Yeah. Yeah. So you have square grouper yeah, three yeah. to six Saturday. Yeah. And then Sunday we don't have anything. Do you no. have a solo? No. No, I, I'm, I, I'm actually rehearsing with, um, with the band that uh, that we play with here, um, the, oh, the adult the, band, the adult band, because we wanted to get some extra rehearsals in. So, nice. yeah. so I think I'm going over to like Marillia's house or something, okay. doing a practice. But um, yes, and, and we're playing a gig with them on on January seventh. We are. It's going to be uh, Killbillies. It's going to be that that band. Uh, yeah, Euphobia. Euphobia is playing. But what's yeah. what's the name of the of the adult band here? Um, we, I guess I'm in them because I play a bit of keys. Are called the the Inflamators. The Inflamators. That's right. So it's uh, it's the Inflamators. It's us, uh, uh, Killbillies. It's Euphobia, and there's one other LMC band. Yeah. Uh, Revelations. Revelations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, it's gonna be at uh, Swampgrass. Yeah, and, yeah. It's gonna be fun, man. It's gonna yeah, be, it's gonna be a good time. Swampgrass. Yeah. Old school. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah man. Really... It's gonna be fun though, man. I mean, you know, playing. Uh, Playing uh, both Killbillies and Euphobia, and I'm excited, man, because this Euphobia just came out of like a, I gotta say, like probably a year long hiatus. We just set it aside and just didn't get to it, and uh, so we we got back together. We all had a nice you know conversation about where we wanted to see this go, and we got back together and and uh, had our first practice a few weeks ago, and it went extremely well. Like, I mean, we came out of the gate like swinging, and there was a few you know a few misses here and there, but for the most part, it was like we picked up where we left off. I loved it. I loved awesome. it. Loved it, and Great. so yeah, that's going to be our uh, probably our first and only show um, doing the the concept album in its entirety. That's so cool, and then uh, and I'm then so we'll get mad. into the studio and start recording, man. Once again, imitation is the finest oh, kind of flattery. Man, so <laughs> so excited! I'm so excited. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's yeah. really cool. And um, 
You know what would be really funny is if you guys played the album in its entirety and then we played the album. <laughs> <laughs> right. Just have every band come on and play their album right. in its entirety. That'd be great. But, um, and I'll be at the merch table selling both albums. Yeah. In their entirety. <laughs> in their entirety. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Listen, um, thanks so much for coming, Ricky. It's I always a pleasure. It. Yeah, Thank yeah. you so much for having me again. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Fourth time. Now we got to work on fifth. Right. Yeah. You're, uh, you're, I'll come back you. with the rockabilly band. No. <laughs> rapping. Rapping. No. <laughs> you, you got anything? you want to plug before we get out of here any geese coming up shake um, or anything like that uh, we have I have a solo show at a new place in uh, Atlantic Avenue called uh, Atlantic Avenue Yacht Club okay. it's the old bull bar oh yeah playing okay. there 7 to 9 um, tonight um, but uh, <laughs> but yeah other than that uh, we have our last show of the year is December 30th um, at Matthews and then that night uh, January 7th where you guys are playing we're actually playing with Young Fiction Oh, uh, that's nice. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. We, actually, we have two shows, January and February, with Young Fiction. No, oh, hell yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah so. anybody listening that doesn't know Young Fiction is uh, is uh, my son plays drums for them. So. I've been trying to get on. I've been trying to get them on a show with us. Yeah, and it's just like schedules have just been. That's what Gavin was telling me. Like, like something, something. There was a show. I guess they were going to play with you, but then like uh, there was another band that was originally going to play, and then ended up being able to play finally or something. And so then yeah, they that, play. that was the, that was the January show. They yeah. were like the band was here, then they weren't here, and this, that, and the other, yeah. and then you know. But it, it is what it is. should start a band called Old Reality. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, wait a second. How old do you think I am? <laughs> Only kidding. <laughs> yeah, but that's it. Yeah, longlivethescene.com, please go to the website. Yeah. It looks like shit, but you know, it helps. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, longlivethescene.com, uh, of course, 561music.com. Uh as always, uh there's, you know, 561music.com has all the the uh tabs in there. You can click to go to Killbillies, you can click to uh Support the podcast. Uh, you can become a sponsor. Um, there's just a whole wealth of knowledge and stuff there about the podcast. And then, of course, all our socials uh, at 561 Music Podcast. Yeah, yeah. Ex- absolutely. Thanks so much for uh, – if you made it this far, um, <laughs> thanks so much for uh, l- listening to the podcast. It means a lot to us, and we love doing it. And uh, we'll see you next time. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Long of the scene. <laughs>